What up, what up? It's your host, Vuskeen, a.k.a. Fatback Jackson. Ooh, with my co-host. Jordan Lee, a.k.a. Trixie Love. Ow. And this is the Cookout Podcast. The world's most secure podcast. Uh-huh. We back, we back, we back. Chuck I'm Russell. I'm back. Mr. Chuck Russell. What up? What up? What's happening? Pulled out your thick gold chain tonight. I see my brother. Like Lakers gear as usual. Of course. Mm-hmm. How you feeling tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed. Blessed. What about y'all? How y'all doing? I've been trying to bet, man. <laughs> I'm trying to start this bet, a betting journey. A betting journey. Yeah. A betting away. My man's cool, man. Hit me up with the, with this little app, man. And you go place your bets, and then you go up to the uh, casino. Put the bets in, try to win some money. You can put in a little it's money. Real? Win big. Yeah, it's real. It's super real. Oh God! So I'm trying to. Bree tried to put in a ticket too, but you know. You put twenty five dollars in if you hit right. You mess around and get four. Yeah. Really? Like money. you can just you can pick how you can pick as little as you want. Can I put five dollars? Yeah, you can get five dollars. Or is there I think it's ten. Ten enough. Ten is minimum. Yeah, but it's like the more Ooh, teams you bet off that ten dollars if I lose. I'm gonna man. think about every McChicken I could have had. My man's that put me on said he'd be that spending $10 could be, That $10 could be $300. you right. <laughs> but if I don't get that $300, I'm gonna miss that $10. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a gambling person. Right now, it's, it's, it's gonna be people gambling now because they got their taxes. Yeah, now I'm, I'm real stingy. I ain't getting no tax. I'm trying to get money. I ain't getting no. I had to pay taxes. I got to pay. Blessings. Uh-huh. Let's clap him up, y'all. Let's clap uh-huh. him up. That's a blessing. Hey, I, don't be I cannot I be wait. I can't wait until I make so What's much that? money. I gotta pay I say, taxes. I don't how people be paying. I can't wait. I'm gonna run. Here's my check. Four hundred thousand dollars check to the IRS because I'm making millions. This dude told me he told me to come get with him. He like I could have finagled, but I ain't want to even try it. Don't even do it. That shit come back. I feel like sometimes I finagle, but I'm like I'm too broke to. Ain't got money to come get. I ain't claiming nobody's kids that ain't mine. I ain't doing none of that. But anybody that's listening, (laughs) our listeners, y'all getting taxes and y'all want to spread the wealth. To your good folks over at the cookout. Right. Donate. Send us an email. I think this is the first time we probably <laughs> ask people to donate. <laughs> it's tax time. We're trying to upgrade some things. But um, also, too, while we on that note, if you're listening to us on the Anchor app, Spotify, Google Play, and a lot of other places you can find the um, cookout podcast at, make sure you drop a comment, drop a like. Um, just tap in, man. Tell us. You know, how y'all feeling the show, who y'all want to see on the show. We're going to try to get them on the show. And Definitely. that's what it is, straight like that. So, Chucky Russell, man, what's going on in the sports world, my brother? Mm. Well, we ain't get a chance to touch on the Wilder Fury fight. Mm. I was... <laughs> oh, man. I was hurt. More of a beat now. I was hurt. I to say that. <laughs> More of a beat down. Those but, memes. I mean... I just, it was just shocking how it happened because I always said, like, Fury was the more superior boxer. Mm-hmm. But he never, he lacked power. So mm-hmm. I'm like, he ain't going to knock Wilder out. He can't got enough power. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I never really thought, like, like if he won, he was going to win by decision. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. But, mm, 
I mean, y'all seen y'all seen the highlights. Y'all seen the memes. Right. But what I don't like about it is what Wilder said excuse was. That was the excuse of all excuses. He the, said the, his the legs was, he lost his legs yeah. because he wore that 40-pound steel suit mm-hmm. to the ring. That was your choice. I was going to say, like, but, right. That was your choice. Like, you should have known I'm sure you've that. done it before and was successful the reason you did it that time. Exactly. But my thing is this, though. I don't even think that would even matter, man. I just don't. I mean, me and my heart, I hate to say this, man. I just don't think. Uh, I just don't think Wilder, Wilder can fuck with dude. Like, I, I mean, I just. Really? He made it just look so easy. Like, right. He made it look. And then the last fight, the fight before it ended, like, Wilder knocked him out, which I will say this. The ref did start that count late. Like, he started it late than what he should have. But right when he got back up, he started beating Wilder's ass. And then mm-hmm. I felt like that's what momentum carried over to the next fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wilder, I mean, it's not Wilder's fault because he only, like, he he's 34 years old. He started boxing at 19. So he really don't have that background all the way. Like, like usually, like, superior boxers started when they was, like, eight, nine, like, young, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he's not a superior boxer. He just got that equalizer, which is that right hand. Right. And if I was training him, I'm not a personal trainer or nothing like that. I would train him to use his jab more because he got a good jab when he uses it, but he just don't use it. And I would try to make him punch more tighter and um, more sharper punches. Because yeah. if you notice, like all his punches is outside the yeah. box, like hey, he's swinging. All the way, you know, right, like right. from from the back of his head. Like, you know, I'm trying to make his punches tighter, like more tighter. Like, yeah, I would develop him a right hook, you know, like because the way to beat him, all you got to do is just get him, get inside his body. He can't throw that power punch. That's oh, all. Wow. I mean, that's all. I mean, that was common sense. I seen that, like from the first round. That's what he did. He can't throw the punch if he right there. Now, where's Tyson Fury from? He's from England. Okay, so he was just, he was white. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I just, I know, because I, for some reason, I, I don't know, for some reason I thought he was something else. No, he was like, he was actually named, his dad gave him the name Tyson, and he was actually named after Mike Tyson. So he just felt obligated to grow up and be a boxer. Yeah, I mean, that was his choice, yeah. I mean, he really ain't had no choice. Right, no name, choice. Because he said his dad, that his dad said that was his favorite boxer of all time. Like, he just loved Mike Tyson. So I'm going to name my son after him. That's, and that's good. Yeah, he became a boxer. Yeah. Beautiful story. Boxer. Beautiful story. But, but yeah, um, that's all I really... Wilder, just get back in that gym and... I wouldn't fight him next. Like, I would fight a couple warm-up fights first mm-hmm. before I get to him because if you fight him again, I think it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I think you need to fight, like, two warm-ups and him. Mm-hmm. And then I think I want to – I'd rather see Joshua and Fury now. Right. And have it over there in England in front of 150,000 people. Going, it's money for everybody. Right. And go ahead and unify air belt and be, see who the undisputed champion is. I just hate seeing people beat on each other. Yeah. But uh, what y'all think about the Kobe memorial? I cried. I happened to be in a restaurant with a colleague in a lunch meeting, and it was on the TV. And I was straight up balling in a restaurant. 
Yeah. I just seen highlights. I didn't get that. A lot of people said this, though. I mean, it was one problem with it was his parents and his sisters was really never mentioned. They I've had a problem with that the whole time. They this still whole time. haven't been mentioned. I mean, but in all honesty, they wasn't mentioned, but Shaq did briefly mention them in his yeah, speech. He did, yeah, he did. His speech. Like, but I mean, just if overall. Because if you saw, like, before he went up there and said something, he was giving little kids pounds up. Them was Kobe's sister's kids. So he was sitting next to his parents. I feel like overall, though, <clears throat> just overall, the media has kind of forgotten that right. Kobe had a family. Right, he had parents, a mama. right, like he parents. had a whole mama. They had to be yeah. their siblings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not taking anything away from Vanessa and the girls' grief, but they lost their brother and their their and son. son. Yeah, so yeah. it wouldn't be no Kobe without them. Right, I mean, without especially his parents, it wouldn't be no Kobe. Exactly. So, well, it was a beautiful tribute, though. Michael yeah. really. Yeah, that that's that was <sighs> that right there. That's something that the I would say that's something that the culture needed because that made. Jordan, he more humanized. Because before, before, like, we just look at Jordan as just a mythical god. Like, he ain't even real. Like, you know, like, that's just how we looked at him. You know, like, just basketball. You know, like, that's how he looked at him. But to see him, like, as soon as he walked up there, he opened his paper. He was already <coughs> shedding the tear before right. he even said a word. Like, he ain't even know. Like, I ain't, because I didn't even know he was going to speak. Like, I was shocked. And then he opened up his heart. I mean, we needed that though, you know, just for his sake. Like, show that, like, man, he cared. Like, because we look at him as the goat. You know what I mean? And then you look at Kobe. He was the. He's gonna always be the closest thing to Mike. I mean, he wanted to walk like him, chew his bubble gum like him, <laughs> stick his tongue out, like everything, hey, whatever. He was the closest thing to him. But R.I.P. to Kobe and G.D. Definitely. And Mamba forever. Yeah. And now, since now basketball is back, like, it's getting down to crunch time now, like, 24 games. Who y'all think? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go I'm, for the Lakers. I'm still rolling late, show. I'm, 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 I'm the West. I, I think I'm just going to say the West. The West. Lakers or the Clippers. Lakers or the Clippers. get with whoever win, and he going to be with whoever win. <laughs> no, no, Lakers no, or the Clippers. The Milwaukee Bucks is, though. No, can't sleep on the Greek freak, though. Um, I don't think they. No, I don't think they coming out the. I mean, they gonna come out the east. They gonna come out the east. You don't think they can handle the west? I think. I think once. I think LeBron been 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 showing me some stuff this year, and if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, that's all it's about. Yeah, that's all it's about. Cause I and I want I like the Clippers, but they don't really got the chemistry. I feel like so they 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 help too. Like Kawhi, easily fragile. Uh, um, Paul George, fragile. Like them cats, they get hurt easy. Mm-hmm. It's all about injury. I mean about uh about health. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's all really I got for the sports. Uh, and then all the same is sports related. I want to give an RIP to uh, Katherine Johnson. Yes, y'all know she is. Y'all know she is. If y'all ever seen seen, um, Hidden Figures, it was the character uh, Taraji played. She was the math whiz, like the human calculator. Right. (laughs) Could do math. I never even thought about. (laughs) Like, basically helped uh, us get to the moon. Get to the moon. If we got to the moon. She was a big. uh, She was a big part of it because she did the math. 
Yes, R.I.P. Katherine Johnson. We got Facebook funnies. <laughs> Why you grin it? <laughs> Cause I'm trying to get my mojo back. I've been gone for a couple weeks. Bro, you gotta get to you gotta work yourself back. You, you y'all get... miss me? Yeah. Malcolm can't even make eye contact with me. He mad. He mad. No, nah, we, I mean, we've we been, we been holding it down. <laughs> he felt abandoned. We've been holding it down. We had and to. neglected. Um, he can't even to, look at your girl, y'all. We had to do some interviews with some females, so, you know, it would have been a little more juicier if you was there. I talked to um, Quinn recently. We tried to get juicy, but we, you know, it's only so many things we can ask. I know, you know I mean? and we talked yeah. about that, too. We, as women, respect how, I mean, appreciate how respectful y'all are. And then, we and talked about that when I ran right. into Quinn, and she was like, "Come on, ask me the good stuff." And I was like, "Nah, nah, your, little, your military husband might come beat our ass." Nah, nah. nah. <laughs> nah that's they the ain't homie. say that. Nah. They ain't say that. But right, that's the homie. Well, that's the homie. And no disrespect, but, but she was just like, "Y'all could have definitely hit her with some harder questions. We gonna we bring her just, back." We want about the Charlemagne. I don't like being the Charlemagne though. It ain't gotta be. It ain't necessarily about you being the Charlemagne. It's just, it just sounds better coming from you than us. They open up more. The women open up more. You know what I mean? Like what we look like asking. I mean, asking some of the questions you ask. I get it. You know. I get it. Just take your props. We're giving you props. No, I'm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I get it. I get it. I get it. I appreciate it. I missed y'all so much. I really did. I've been sad. And now we back. We are back. And I really don't have any Facebook funnies specifically, but just generally all the tax posts <laughs> and memes. Let us be great, y'all. Let us with kids who don't make shit all year be fucking great once a year. And let us get our stacks on stacks on stacks back. And let us spend them however the hell we want. But listen, and unless we come listen. into y'all, asking y'all to help us pay our bills, that's when you can throw that income tax back up in our face. But respect the money. But that's all I respect, say. Respect the money. Respect what money. I made this money. Listen, I seen this girl that I know, right? She be hard on her kids. Be smacking them for that half nothing. or nothing when they right. doing not doing okay. nothing. Her son had on some white G Fazos for y'all that don't know. That's white Air Force Ones, and he out there splashing in them in the mud, splashing. She she pull up like my mom's apartment building. She pull up and she like uh she like she like why are you doing them shoes like that? It's all good. I'm we going. I'm going to go buy you a few new pairs again this weekend. So you just telling him like you know what I mean just don't trash just, them yeah, shoes. Yeah, just trash the shoes. Yeah, come on, man. I, I don't agree with that, but I also feel like kids should be kids and don't buy things that they can't be kids in. Like I'm even struggling with myself. I've purchased my son a pair of Yeezys. I'm thirty some years. I ain't had a pair of Yeezys, and I'm like, it's it's, it's raining outside. You can't wear them. Right. It, it, it's snowing. You can't wear. Them. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, he's a kid. Like I, he is. It's it just like their shoes. Just wear them. My like mom used to tell me when I was. You only can get black shoes. <laughs> get any shoe you want to, as long as they all black ones. They gonna go at everything. You know, they gonna go at everything, and they easy to clean. That's why I'm black. That's, that must be why when you was young, I always thought you worked at some restaurant somewhere. Stop it! <laughs> all black. All black. 
But I kept some. I kept some. I used to talk. I about, kept them fresh though. I used to keep. Uh, I, I talked my dad before he passed away. I talked my dad into giving me some Jordan, some J's, though when I was little. Though. That's so you know, bad. I was his favorite. You know, I used to talk him into getting something. But other than that, my mom all blacks. But yeah, the tax memes. Really, it's just like we should not be concerned about what other people do with their money. And when you are concerned about what other people do with their money, you're just you're the misery is just seeping out of your pores. Like you're bored. Like who cares? Like who cares? Like really, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. I know a lot. I've seen a lot of posts too about people being owed some money, <laughs> and they seeing people out here shopping. <laughs> and I can understand you feeling some type of way, cause trust and believe. As soon as that money hit my account, I was cash apping everybody I owe. So trust and believe. I can understand you feeling some type of way. Somebody out here cashing out, and they ain't cashed you out. Right. I understand that, but other than that. Let's just let tax time be a great time, a celebratory time. Drinks on me. You know what I'm saying? Dinner on me. Like, don't shit on me because I'm going to say dinner on me for everybody but her over there because I remember what she posted last week about taxes. <laughs> like, don't get caught up. Don't be worried about nobody else's pockets but your own. That's it. What we got with the money time moves? We got something? We got anything going on? A lot of stuff going on. I want to talk about some past stuff that's going on, though, because I haven't been here. And I know that we frequented Midtown Lounge as judges before. Uh -huh. And they had that little trap and paint mm -hmm. thing. It looked like it was a success from what I could see online. Oh, yeah, it's always it's always. It dope looked like it was dope. Different. So I just want to congratulate Midtown Lounge on that event. Say, you know, what's up? And thank you to everybody that went out and supported them. Because I'm like, that's what's up yeah, for Middletown to have something like that. Right. That was. I went to a um, skating party last night. Yeah. Raven's oh, birthday. Girl. Shout out, Raven. Happy birthday, girl. My legs hurt, but I How had a lot was of fun. it? It looked like it. The pictures look like it. See? Yeah, a lot of fun. Guys, we got to start doing more stuff like that. I remember when Raven was talking about oh. having a skating party. Like, we just got to do more stuff like that. We used to do it back in the day. Tennis court dances and moonlight swims. We don't have a pool, but you know what I'm saying? Just fun. We just need to learn to have fun, drama-free fun, have a good time. Shout out to Middletown for having a good time. Hasn't really been any drama lately. Have you heard anything? Am I missing something? No, I've been no. under a rock a little bit, but I can honestly I, say I, I haven't I really heard, heard any, too much. anything too crazy lately. Mm -hmm. I did hear... Word on the street. Y'all remember a couple weeks ago, <laughs> a month or so ago. I didn't hear nothing. Look. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we interviewed Dwayne and he dropped the bomb that Kelly was opening a spot mm -hmm. on the East End across mm -hmm. town, a little birdie whispered in my ear that it may be geared to the Latinx community. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we'll see, we'll see. Maybe a Merengue Monday, a Salsa Thursday. But uh, we'll see. I think that's what's up. I think we definitely have a Hispanic, Latinx community mm -hmm. here in the city. I don't think there's any one place, entertainment-wise, that caters to just them. Right. So, give them some place to go. Make that money. I'm not mad at all. And be out there partying, too. So, we will keep y'all updated. Right. Tacos. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. it. I like it. I can learn the salsa. Um, you know, here at the cookout, we always like to bring some of our close friends and acquaintances on to um, let you know where they've been and where they at and where they trying to go. And um, today, um, 
I bought somebody that that could be real informational to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that you know I, I've known for a long time coming up, um, who who got who has a lot of layers to him, and a, and a lot of game. Um, so I felt it was only right, you know, for him to come on. Um, you know, we usually have, you know, some people that's that that have uh, businesses. We uh, bring some people on just to just to chop it up with us. But today we gonna get some jewels dropped on us. Yes. So me and the good folks at the cookout would like to introduce Mr. Cal mm. Skeet Willis. <laughs> <laughs> That introduction, I feel special. Let me straighten this first. It's, it's Wills, it's, it's Wills, it's Wills. Wills. Uh, it's our brain. It's cool, you that know that, that happens a lot, man. But you know, just from the from the get go, man. I, I want to thank y'all for letting me, you know, come and be a part of this. It ain't much, but it's you know, it's. Oh no, this is this is a a beautiful thing. I think sometimes people shortchange themselves, man. You guys might do that a little bit, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is special, man. Mm-hmm. man. Something positive, um, bring shines light on the city. Something positive. Um, so I'm, I'm just glad to be a part of it, man. I, you know, I want to tell you know all you guys, man. This is this is dope, man. This is Thank special. You. Thank, Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Not a first old head invited on. <laughs> no, you know you got a lot of. I'm not gonna say old head. Man. Right, I wouldn't even consider you an like old head. So I know one thing that um, people see from you is on your social media, um, you know, how you like really, um, you talk a lot about like how the city's changed, how people have changed and you know, they, they see you talking your talk now <clears throat> on um a lot of um, issues that we dealing with in you know in these urban um, areas, mm-hmm. but uh, at the cookout we like to start <clears throat> back from the beginning, you know, and lead up so we can peel back all the layers. Okay. So I want to know, like, how how was it for you growing up? Um. Well, you know, first of all, uh, you know, for me growing up, my uh, my mother was was you know married. I think I was probably about five or six years old. I actually grew up in Dayton, Ohio. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, okay. I'm from, okay. I didn't know. I'm from Hamilton, but I actually grew I you up from here. You dropped the bomb on me. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I grew up in in, in, in Dayton. Uh, spent a little time in Hamilton. I have my biological father is is from Hamilton. I have a lot of family in Hamilton, and then I moved back to Middletown probably when I was about um, fourteen. Oh. Um, okay. So I went through a, a period in my life where, you know, it was almost like the, the hostables. You know, my mother was married, two parents in the household, both working, mm-hmm. had everything, you know, that I, I could, uh, you know, dream of, mm-hmm. you know, at, at a young age. And then uh, my mother and my stepfather ended up getting divorced probably when I was around 11 or 12. And, mm-hmm. you know, things went downhill pretty, pretty quickly. My mother struggled with addiction like I never even knew uh, my mother drink or did drugs or anything until the the divorce man that divorce kind of you know crushed her um and you know she started drinking heavily so you know we went from that to being dirt poor Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um 
And, you know, my mother, you know, she passed away in 2008. So during that time, you know, she was trying to raise me and my sister by herself, um, as well as, you know, deal with her addiction. So, you know, she showed, you know, showed us a lot of things that, you know, kids probably shouldn't see, you know, right. at that age. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mother sold drugs for, you know, for, for a small period of time. Um, and I, I think that, you know, I learned that, you know, as a child, that it was, you know, okay or correct to cut corners mm -hmm. when things, you know, when your back is against the wall. Right, right? you got a So, you know, there was a time period where, you know, my mother sent me to, to live with uh, my grandmother in Hamilton. Um, while she tried to get her life together, so I, you know, spent a couple of years down in Hamilton with my grandmother and my cousins. Um, again, you know, my grandmother, you know, was poor. Um, already, I had one, four cousins already in the home, five cousins already in the home, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she took me in anyway. Um, you know, loved me to death. Thank you. Um, eventually, my mother came back to get me. You know, that's when we moved to Middletown. I came to Middletown about the age of fourteen. And pretty much been here the rest of rest of my life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, moving to Middletown again, we were uh, dirt poor. Uh, you know, not you know, no electricity, no running water at times. Um, but you know, my mother did the best she, you know she could do, man. Um, so, so, so paint a paint a picture for um, for the people listening. Um, we have some some younger listeners mm -hmm. of how Middletown was when you first touched down here. Man, this was a, I guess you would say a live city, man. Like, um, you know, Minnesota, you know, right. Douglas Park was known, you know, and throughout the whole Southwest region of right. Ohio. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. On the weekends, man, people would come down here and hoop um, and, and, and bring their cars to the park. You know, wasn't a lot of drama, you know, as long as people were respectful. Them guys from that generation from Middletown, um, you know, were okay with people coming from around, you know, out of town, as long as they were respectful. You know what I mean? If they got a little disrespectful, you know, it was a problem. But the basketball courts were always packed. You know what I mean? It was on the weekends, man. If you didn't know how to hoop, you you won game and you out of there. You can chalk it up. Ain't nobody picking you up no more. So you better get on the team and win or know how to hoop, man. Um, and not just the park, man. All the way from, you know, 18th. To you know, 16th, 15th, right, and it would just yeah. be people on the side sitting on the you know on the grass on the sidewalk, um, just okay. all day, man. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. hoods market, right. even uh, on yeah. you know on, on eighth. Eighth was live for a little while. They had the hoods over there on eighth. Yes, um, the Elks. There. So you know we used to spend a lot of time over there when I first really started hustling. That's where we used to hustle at behind the hoods on on Yankee and and and, and eighth. Um, so, but it was always something to do, man. You could just right. come outside um, and find something to do, man. Have fun. Right. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, some chaos sometimes. But at the end of the day, man, you could have fun. A good right. day. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah and speaking, And speaking of, um, of that, you know what I mean? Like, people see you now, you know, working man. You know what I'm saying? Taking care of your family. But some right. might not know that you have, a, you know, a, a darker past. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. When, uh, what, what even got you into being in the game and you know, and, and, and hustling? I think you know, just wanting, wanting more material things, 
And again, you know, having seen it from, you know, my mother hustling a little bit, um, around around the, the age where I was probably like 14, 15, um, when, is when crack pretty much, you know, hit, hit, our, hit our city pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to, to see some of those, those older guys that were already, you know, hustling, you know, back then, you know, if you can think of, you know, LL Cool J was like a big rapper back then. So the Kangos and um, mm. the, 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 the velour sweatsuits and things of that nature were big back then. So when I started noticing some of these guys <laughs> that was pretty raggedy year right. two ago, even though they was older than me, right. they dressed like the rappers, you know yeah, what right. I mean? And I'm like, man, they fresh to death, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I want to be a part of that. I don't right. you know, want to keep wearing these holy shoes and... Right. And and then the girls pay attention to it, so you know, just 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 enamored with you know material things. Um, no real no real goals, no ambition other than to get a couple dollars and buy some clothes, mm-hmm. and, you know, buy some <laughs> buy some pieces of some right. liquor at night for me and my friends. Right. right. Um, so that that was you know that was that was pretty much it, man. To me, it seemed like the thing to do because it appeared to be the way out. Mm-hmm. Right. It appeared to be, you know, the way out. And, you know, a lot of them guys that were, were hustling back then, it's, it appeared like everybody loved them and, right. you know, they were good guys. And um, so that's what, you know, attracted me to that. So did, uh, what was some of the, because a lot of people say now, um, you know, the, the game is, I guess, more like mm-hmm. crazy, I guess. Was it, was it, as, was it easy back then, you would say, or? I would I would I would say it was easy in in the sense that there wasn't a lot of guys doing it mm-hmm. like right now everybody that's broke sell dope yeah. <laughs> yeah. every single person needs the money get up at yes <laughs> you, 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 like there's no fear in it like right, right. everybody is a dope dealer um, right. so it was easier in, in 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 that sense and then you know there were no cell phones so we would just post up on the block man mm-hmm. the corner and cars would, would would pull up. Um, now, you know, when they start getting a little crowded out there on the block, it got a little hard because you had to, you know, have a, <laughs> be a little tough to, right. you know, make some sales. But right. um, it was also a little harder because, you know, for me, the the older guys um, that were already selling, I didn't really have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. So we used to have to go to, to Dayton to, to, mm-hmm. to purchase drugs. So that, you know, that might be a little bit more dangerous back then having to travel a little bit. Yeah. Right, um, right. To, to, to buy your your, your drugs and, and, and come back. Now, I'm just curious. Y'all are on the corner. Now, is it a courtesy type thing? Like, you got the last car, so I get the next car? If, or... now, 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 listen. Now, if it should be me and my homies out there, right. it might be that. Right. That's but, what I'm just wondering. Because, you know, my mind went yeah, to, like, no, big city. Like, it's my block. Like, you can't be on this corner. But I, I remember I, I, growing up yeah. and everybody just being on the block. Yeah, so, how does that... How no, 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 not like other cities now. Right. If this, this is the one thing, this is what used to cause a lot of fights. If I'm out there early in the day and the dude ride by, he come by $20, $30 for crack for me, that's my dude the rest of the day. So every right. time he pull up now, I'm like, man, that's my dude, man. That's my sale, right? right. <laughs> but somebody, you know, he bought from somebody else the day before, so that's their dude too. So sometimes that might, you know, cause a, cause a fight or two. But y'all were real just polite out there. 
Well, again, man, I, I can only speak for, you know, me and my circle when, when we were out there um, together. You know, for me, most of those guys that I started with, them are still my guys today. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we kind of had a, an understanding. And then, you know, sometimes when it get a little too crowded out there, we just move a block down, right? We shortstop a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so you learn some business skills a little bit right. um, at, a, at, at an early age. So sometimes we would just move to another corner, okay. you know, maybe even and even you know open another corner that you know people mm -hmm. weren't hip, hip to at the time. Right. Um, so you know, some ways it was easier, some ways not. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, like you said, you you in the game and. Everybody wants to elevate. They want. Mm -hmm. They want to manifest into something else. Mm -hmm. um, what What age would you start saying that you was like, man, I, I can't be on this this corner. I gotta really like elevate this. I'm a. I have to be honest about about me. I was a. I was a. I was call myself a terrible hustler at a, at a at an early age because. Were you in school? Were you still, um, in yeah, were you still going to school? I ended up getting. Um, kicked out of Middletown. Um, well, first I went to DYS. My I wasn't even. They came and got me my the summer. Well, no, the summer between eighth and ninth grade, I got into some trouble. You know, it's a little gunplay, whatever. Um, and I was probably about two weeks into school. Um, I went back to school. They picked me up. I had kind of run. Was high, high from the police or whatever. Um, so the day I go back to school because I was I was supposed to you know hoop I was um, a very good basketball player man and I was supposed to go go hoop so I'm like man I gotta go back to school man they you know about to pick the team tryouts right I go back to school please come get me I end up going uh, I get sentenced to 12 months at DYS end up doing extra time just out of uh, fear mm -hmm. doing some, <laughs> some some violent things while I was in DYS it's really out of fear because. Anybody know me? I am not violent. Would you just punch somebody on the first four. day? Just to show them what it man. was? <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my first incident, man, a guy pressed me into a fight. Um, he, was a, he was a bully. I picked up one of them, the, the garbage can lids, man. Smacked him in his face with the garbage can lid. And he fell and tried to get back up. I smacked him with it again. Um... And when he got up, I slammed him in the garbage, right? So I'm trying to get a little reputation for myself. But mm -hmm. the reality of it was I was scared to death, right? And right. that was just me. My defense mechanism was <laughs> this flight. You know, I had to do something right. to survive. Um, so because I used, you know, a, a weapon, they, they ended up giving me 30 extra days on my sense for that. And then, you know, a couple months later, man, they, they used to have dorms. And I'm, 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 I'm in the dorm. And a guy, you know, calls me out, and we get to fighting, and he had failed, and I went to kick his head, and his head hit the corner of a bunk bed, man. Mm. Split his head wide open, man. So yeah. it was almost like how you might have been, you know, in a fight with your little brother as a kid. You done hurt him. You don't yeah. want him to go to mountain. So he got up, and I see he bleeding. I'm like, Bradley, like, no, don't, you know, don't go out there, man. Oh, like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, hold up. Get some towels. Um... And I ended up getting 90 extra days on top of the 30 I already had. Right. So I went from a 12-month sentence to a 16-month sentence. Mm -hmm. And then once I, you know, got comfortable there and, and, and you know, checked my surroundings, I was really in a daycare mm -hmm. um, for bad kids. 
And I just, I chilled out, stayed out of trouble, and I ended up getting the 90 days drop, but I had to still do the extra uh, 30 days. So I ended up doing 13 months. Uh, came back home, I think I was home like nine months. Went back uh, for six months for uh, stealing a car, taking somebody's car, basically. Um, so a lot of my uh, teenage years, I was locked up, man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Middletown High School really didn't, public school really didn't want to do nothing, mm -hmm. you know, with me. Uh, and I didn't want to go to Garfield. They had just opened Garfield. I'm like, no, I ain't going to Garfield. I just, I just go get my GED. So, right. you know, I ended up dropping out officially probably like 17 and uh, got around to getting my GED. Uh, I think I was probably about 19. So, so what you say this was this was the age like once you like I'm about to start you know what I mean trying to okay so to, I was very selfish when I said I was a, I was a poor hustler I didn't do nothing right. but but make money and buy clothes right mm -hmm. I wanted to be fresh you know I wanted to have a decent little car you know I was around some guys that were you know making making you know good money back then um, and I was you know pretty a pretty selfish selfish guy man I didn't really. Uh, take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just me about me getting what I wanted. And we're, you're um, 19 now? Yeah, probably around that age. No 19, kids, 20. Yeah. No, I didn't have my first son. I think I was like 20, 23. I had my first son. Okay. Um, so, no no kids. Um, so, you can be selfish to a certain Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I, I, you know, I, I, would, I would definitely look out for, you know, my mother and my sister, but probably not as, as much as I should. Mm -hmm. um, and I was... I, w I would call myself in the way, really, you know, for those guys that was really out there trying to do what they were supposed to do. I was kind of just, you know, in the way. Um, Might have looked the part, right. but was, you know, really in the way. Um, so I don't want to skip too, too, too much further ahead, but it was just a certain time in my life where, you know, I was just like, I, I got to quit playing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I did. Around the age of 23, I started having kids. Um, I went to prison for the first time at 20. Let me, you know, talk about that for oh, a yeah, yeah. small, yeah, small stint. My first time in uh, <clears throat> prison, I was 20. They sent me to prison for 0 .08 grams of crack cocaine, which is basically a crumb. Yeah, yeah, a crumb. Yeah, um, yeah you, can't even, you can't even really weigh that. But the, right. the situation is I'm out on the block, 16th Minnesota. Um, those guys my age know Officer Winters. He um, pretty much everybody mm -hmm. my age went to prison fooling with Winters. He's a detective now. Um, yeah, yeah. But he was, you know, he wasn't a dirty cop. Um, he was just good at what he did. Right. Um, anyway, pulled up on me. <laughs> I had about three or four pieces of crack in my mouth. I'm chewing him right in front of him. He's like, you know, Calvary's man, just spit it out, man. I'm not going to charge him nothing. So I'm staying talking to him, chewing, chewing. <laughs> And, you know, went to try to swallow it and couldn't swallow it all. So I ended up, like, coughing a little bit. And I mean, literally, like, a crumb came out of my mouth. And he picked it up and, and took me to jail. Oh, man. You know, picked it up, took me to jail. Um, they charged me back then. They didn't have F5, felony fives. It was felony four, uh, drug abuse. Uh, the judge, the judge was back then, was his name was Judge Valen. Mm. Um, did not play about drugs. Uh, I had a court-appointed lawyer, mm -hmm. so I learned a lesson from that, you know, from yeah. that because yeah. he totally mm -hmm. played me. Like, you mm -hmm. know, come to court every time, make sure you got his right. clothes on. And so I did that, <laughs> and then when it was time for me to cop out, he said, cop out. You know, we'll do 30 days of resolutions. You come home. And then, you know, when I got sentenced, 
you know, everything he told me to do was with the judge used against me. The judge was right. like, well, you don't have a drug problem. Every time I see you, you got on new clothes, you got a haircut, you, right. you know, you look nice, so you don't have a drug problem. Um, you're a drug trafficker. You know what I mean? Mm. So he tried to label me a menace, and at that time, as an adult, I didn't have nothing but traffic tickets. Right. So, you know, I'm assuming he was basing that off of my, my juvenile record. So they ended up sending me to uh, prison. Mm. Uh, sends me to 18 months. Back then, they had, in the state of Ohio, 18 months, you actually did uh, 12 months or 14 days. Okay. Um, but you went to an actual prison? That, yeah, he, they ended up sending me to the prison. So you go through CRC, you go through that process, right? And I'll I talk about that a little bit because, I, I you know, back then, um, the gay, right? You know, I'm not used to see, seeing grown men attracted to other grown men. Mm -hmm. um, so my first time in, you know, I'm, 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 I'm seeing this. The guys from Middletown, Hamilton, we used to meet up at church on Sundays, right? So everybody go to church. We sit in church, talk, kick it a little bit. Um, so we're in church one Sunday. I, you know, I get up and go to the bathroom. If you've never been to CRC, CRC is like the orientation for guys from this region of Ohio. Back then, all of Ohio, mm -hmm. you had to go to CRC first before they send you to your parent right. institution. So the other side of, of CRC, though, was guys in there doing serious time. Right? Mm -hmm. It was guys that was actually there doing their time. Um, so I had noticed, you know, how these guys were like all by the door in the hallway. These are guys on the other side. Um, so I, I, I get up trying to go to the bathroom and dude like blocked me off a little bit. Like, so I'm like, you know, excuse me. I'm trying to get by. He like, no, nah, man, you're going to have to go on back in there and sit down. So I'm like, now I'm like, okay, it's, it's a fight. Okay, right. you're trying me. Right. So I'm like, what you mean, man? I got to go. I got to piss. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So he like, no. Go sit the fuck down. Mm. So then his his homie kind of step in like, listen man, they in there fucking man. You don't want you don't go in there. Go mind your business. Right. So I'm like, oh okay, you know right. my fault. Let me go right. sit my ass down, right? Right. Um. So it just made me sick to my stomach. I'm like, man, what I what I you know what I done done? You know, right. this, this is serious, right? right? I don't want to be here. <laughs> right. I don't, don't want to. You know, I don't I don't want to be here. So they ended up, um, back then they had shock probation. I could have came home in 45 days. Mm -hmm. you, they send you to prison, give you that number. 45 days later, they can, you know, you write a letter to the judge, the judge bring you back and let you out. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to play tough, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Customer court appointed lawyer out when I got sentenced. Told my mom, like, I'm cool. I'm going to go do my 12 months. I don't want no probation. I got this. Um, I get in there, they send me to Lancaster. Lancaster was tough. Mm -hmm. um, they had just took the, the weights out of the prison system back then. So, when you say weights, you mean? Steel weights. weights. Yeah, right. they just have like a, a workout pile right. at, at, at Lancaster. So, there are, before you go to boot camp, you're up in Lancaster for a couple weeks before they send you down the hill to the boot camp. So, uh, there are guys in there. Like literally 300, 350 pounds all muscle, mm. gay. Mm. So I'm like, I seen a guy with this is no black lie. I seen a guy who was like humongous, like John, like called the coffee nigga from what's that movie, man? Oh, the great. <laughs> <Bye. Yeah. laughs> he got on the uh, don't uh, Jordan, if you remember, they used to call them white girls, yeah. the little sh white shoes, yeah. 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 the little white girls with buy. 
from Target. Yeah. He got these little girl shoes on. <laughs> so I look at his shoes and look up, and he kind of looking me up and down. I'm like, oh, this is. Oh, you know, like, what he's so chill. What are we? What are we doing here? Right. You looking like a whole set of cops. What are we doing here? Um. So I end up going down the uh, boot camp. I make it there a couple days. They. <laughs> Back then at the boot camp, man, the, the drill instructors, you know, beat you up, roughed you up pretty bad. I was, mm. I was, uh, I had a gang foul at the time. I was young. So from their perspective, they're trying to break you down. Mm. But they like, mm. you, know, you go down to the boot camp, they come out there yelling, you get off the van, put you up against the fence. Now back then, and, you know, I don't want to take credit for this, but when it comes to sagging or drooping, I was the king of that. I'm like, one of the you started the shit. I'm one of the creators of that. <laughs> Anybody uh, my age, my hair, would tell you that. I blame you. But anyway, I wasn't trying to do that. My pants were actually too big, and they didn't give me a belt. So when I get off the van, it appears that way. So he's like, man, where in the fuck do you think you at? Mm. Man, this guy, Rick. Grab me by the back of my pants and rip like up twice. Mm. And my pants can't clean off. Oh my gosh. So I'm bleeding all by my little private area. I'm bleeding. And I'm like, oh, this is real. Um, so they roughed me up a couple more times, man. And this, uh, you know, another another funny story. There's a time where they got you in the bathroom and you got to shave. Right. Um, and they give you like 30 seconds to shave. Like, you better be clean faced in this 30 seconds. So I'm trying to shave, boom, boom, and you get finished. The drill instructor come to each person, right? You know, he yelling, he in your face, he's screaming, and um, he like in my face like this, and he, I seem like not like not trying to smile. So he was like, "What in the fuck? Somebody call the ambulance! This dumb fuck done try to kill himself. I'm bleeding everywhere, man. I was oh, just man. shaving right, real fast, right, right. so I didn't cut myself." He says, you're not getting out of here. I tried to commit suicide, you dummy. So it was, man, boot camp was, wow. was horrible. Second day, man, the, 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 the horns go off in the, in the, in the morning. Uh, you got to jump out your bed. I'm in the top bunk. I ain't get out fast enough, man. He pushed me out of bed. I said, you know what? It's, it's over with. Fuck y'all. Right. I'm on out of touch with you. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, it's definitely. Okay. Oh, we are like, like, real, like, raw, and unregulated. Right. We're just going to put it explicit. Fuck. So he's like, man, fuck. You know, I'm like, man, fuck y'all. I quit. <laughs> they sent me back up to Lancaster a few days. I get up there, see real penitentiary, call my mom. I said, look, man, uh, please call that lawyer. Tell him to put that paperwork in. Man. I'm, I'm ready to come home. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> right. So I'm like, no, stay in there with your tough ass. Hang <laughs> up. You know what I mean? <laughs> But I, you know, I knew she was gonna call. A couple weeks later, I ended up getting out of that situation. Went back to prison, man. At, at, at 26, by that time, I had my two, well, three kids. I had my two sons and my daughter was born by then. Um, that's when I really was at the point where I'm like, man, I can't, you know, I can't do this. You know, I'm right. 26. I gotta do something else with my life. Um, <laughs> you know, my 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 son. When he was, uh, you know, born, he almost didn't, didn't make it. You know, his mother had toxemia, I believe is how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember getting to Cincinnati to the hospital. You know, my mother, like, you know, he you know, he might not make it. You know, him and her. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I'm like, damn, this, this is serious. 
So she, you know, had it, it was premature, um, but he was in the hospital, you know, about a week after he was born. Um, and you want to say his name, shout him out? Keon. That's my baby. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's my own people, huh? Yeah. yeah. It, it's so weird. Look it's crazy because he tall It's been now, so strange sitting here listening yeah. to him talk because I know I've never been around you, you know uh -huh. what I'm saying, this much. Right. But he is you. Like, he looks yeah. just oh, like yes. you. My God. He, he sounds is. just yes. like you. Yes. He, his mannerisms, everything. So I'm just sitting here like, yeah. this is key. This is key yeah. right he here. Is. Like, right. this is my baby right here. Right? And that was, that was kind of, that situation kind of brought my selfishness to light to me because, right. you know, his mother, um, you know, was working, man, a lot. And here I am in the streets, man. And I got a cord, a rims, and I'm fresh to death every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm forcing her. I'm living with her, and then I'm forcing her to work. You know what I mean? So because of that added stress um, of her working and then dealing with me, because you couldn't tell me I wasn't the biggest player ever back then. Right. Um, she, I stressed her out, man. And, um, you know, I played a role in that almost, you know, my son, you know, almost not being here. Mm -hmm. Um. So that you know that 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 um, then going to prison, you know that him being born, like I was there every single day, like mm -hmm. bonded with him after she you know had him, and again this is inappropriate, <laughs> but I was sitting in the house all day with him mm -hmm. playing games, trapping, like mm -hmm. that was my guy, you know all day. So when I go to prison that time at 26, you know his mother brings him up there to see me. And as I'm coming in, I, you know, you got to go into the room and get undressed so they can search you for, for the visit. He sees me. And as soon as he sees me, he goes bonkers. Mm. You know, he's yelling and screaming and trying to get to me. And I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, this guy loved me, man. Mm. You know, he, he really missed his father. <clears throat> so I'm like, man, I, I, I got I to gotta do, I got to try something else. Um... So, I, I get out then, um, and I do. You know, I, I try try something else. I was out a little while, and I came home and went up to you know Miami University. Mom, I went up there, took some classes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, ended up, you know, of course taking the school check and trying to flip that. <laughs> right. Um, that was I, I, I went through that. That was, right. that was the mission. Went through, went through that, that, that period. Um, and then, you know, my sister, she's younger than me. She had moved, um, you know, many years prior to that. She told me, just, you know, come to Michigan, man. Come on up here. Get away from there. So I did, man. I went up there and really got my, my first real job. Mm -hmm. uh, I was working for mortgage company, Quicken Loans. Um, the guy that owns the Cavs, Dan Gilbert. Mm -hmm. um, it's his company, man. Good guy, great guy. Um, they hired me at an entry level position. Um, I ended up working myself up, getting promoted. You know, making good, good, decent money. Sent for both my sons, so my sons were, were up there with me living. Um, so I was doing good, man. Um, and but at the time, what I didn't know, um, I was still kind of, kind of caught up in. Um, what people thought of me, mm -hmm. right? I spent a lot of time on the weekends coming back to Middletown, going to parties and, you know, still hanging out here, like almost mm -hmm. like I lived here. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> ended up getting someone else pregnant. Um, so my last daughter was born. 
Um, so when she was born, Khalees, when she she's born, I come back from Michigan. They give me a um, maternity leave, right? That's the correct term. Mm-hmm. Um, maternity. They give me a give me a leave from work. I come back down here, and mm-hmm. uh, I start interviewing for jobs around here. Okay. So I ended up getting hired at uh, Wells Fargo in Westchester. Um, told them my story. They knew about my felonies. Mm-hmm. Um, the second felony I caught at 26 when I went to prison, that was for a secret indictment. Um, so they charged me with trafficking and possession. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the court one-on-one, you you know, cop out to the possession, they drop the trafficking. So I explained that to them. Um, they liked me so much at the interview, I had just left. I hadn't even made it back to Middletown. Wow. And uh, the lady called me. She was like, man, we want to hire you. Um, you know, go on back, put your two-week notice in. So I said, cool, I'm going to go back, put my two-week notice in, give me some more time to get back, give me a place to stay. So I did that. Went back, come back to, to Middletown, give me an apartment. Um, the Friday before I'm supposed to start, I'm supposed to start on Monday, the Friday before I'm supposed to start, they called me. And uh, the lady's like, well, you know, HR, you know, we can't we can't hire you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, you Background check came back, and the trafficking is still showing. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, ma'am, listen, I will run down to Butler County Courts real quick, get the paperwork for you, bring it to you, mm-hmm. to show you um, what I was charged with um, and what I was sentenced for. And she was like, no, I'm sorry, you know, there's nothing nothing I can do. She's like on the phone tearing up, you know, herself, but she understands mm-hmm. the situation. So now I'm back in Middletown. You know, I ain't, I ain't been hustling. I don't want to go back to hustling. Um, I end up getting another job <laughs> at uh, Washington Mutual. This used to be in that building behind Papadose, the little high-rise mm-hmm. building behind Papadose. Another okay. bank? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, another bank? Um, it's a mortgage company. Mortgage, uh, mortgage yeah. company. I know what you mean. Um, so I lied to them. Right? I lied to them. I don't got no felonies. Um, so I'm in there a couple weeks, and here they come, you know, the police. Um, hey, we need to talk to you real quick. <laughs> and, um, you know, escorted me out the building mm-hmm. for lying. Um, so, I, you know, after that, I ended up losing my apartment. Um, my girlfriend at the time, you know, I'm living with in the metropolitan house with her, her mother, her sister, mm-hmm. her son, and then mm-hmm. my daughter. Um, I get my 401k money I saved from, you know, my job in Michigan. You know, I run through that. I'm dead broke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and again, man, I don't, I don't want to get caught up in, in, in glorifying, you know, the, the, the street life or drugs or whatever. But, I'm but we, we got we to gotta talk about I'm this. Keep it 100. To, to show um, them to where you at. At the time, mm-hmm. you know, dry cooking was, was the thing, you know, the thing to do. That's what was going on. And what we mean by dry cooking you know, people were basically. Ask, <laughs> I, I, I actually people, know what dry cooking is. Were, Thank okay. you. <laughs> basically, um, you know, just taking cocaine and putting a bunch of baking soda on it, in it, and just a tab of, of water and mixing it and putting it on the streets, mm-hmm. right? And that that was the, that was that was what it was back then. You know, people made a lot of money doing that. So, you know, for me, um, talking to one of my old school. Uh, Guys that used, I don't want to call it be disrespectful because you know he was very very important guy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "Man, we gonna we gonna we gonna do this straight drop. We mm-hmm. gonna we gonna we gonna mm-hmm. keep it raw. This what we gonna do." 
Um, and at that time, we kind of kind of changed the game back then, and you know that was my way back into the to the streets. And I, you know, I, I made some money pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, now explain, that. explain, explain to Miss Lee. She wanted. I know you probably. Like, what is straight drop? Okay, so <laughs> so straight drop is you know you I basically didn't know what that time was. taking the the, the 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 cocaine and just a little bit of a baking soda, putting in some water, melting it down, and uh, using your wrist to get it to tighten. Okay, you know, no, right? I, okay. So you pretty much taking the the the, the purest form. Right, and you putting it putting it on the streets. So at that time, that was kind of kind of new, um, and you know, me and my whole circle really really came up um, off of that. Come on, free base. Um, so well, yeah, yeah, so free, free base is is is, is kind of it's a little bit more chemicals involved in free base, mm-hmm. but it's pretty the, the same precedent, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same same thing. Um, giving giving the addict, you know, the drug at the purest form. Um, Mm. So you know now, I'm gonna start making more money than I done ever made. I ain't really even used to this. <laughs> so right. Um, I knew, you know, about the streets um, from the the broke hustler point of view. Mm-hmm. I knew that what really what I, what I wanted to do, and I always thought that you know if I, if I got to that point where I was selling um, large quantities of, of drugs or making you know uh, an abundance of money. That I'd be happy. You know, mm-hmm. That was that was the key to it all. Um, and what I learned was that sucks too mm-hmm. because of the stress and drama right. that comes with it, man. Um, it's a lot of hate, a lot of stress, a lot of drama. It's like people love you when uh, they see you struggling. Like the streets love you, everybody loves you. And then as soon as they think you got a couple of dollars, they find a reason to hate. Yeah, mm. they, they, they find a reason to, to, mm. to, to cause drama. Mm. And, you know, here I am trying not to, you know, go to prison for anything outside of right. hustling right. and mm, taking right. care of my kids. But, you know, sometimes, you know, people uh, will push you. Right. You know, put you in the corner, so right. to speak, if you allow and it's, and it's rough. You 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 dealing with 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 the with the people, the hating people, mm-hmm. and you're trying to duck the police, too. Right. right. You know what I mean? So. I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, I couldn't it's, imagine it's, uh, just just the stress and, and anxiety and mm-hmm. what you're feeling in your body constantly, yeah, the paranoia, right. just the the like the fear, like you said, yeah, just yeah. The, the worry of I remember, who's coming at me. I remember coming up, you know. What I mean, uh, you know, I'm. It's probably like when you later on in the game, but me being a young dude and <clears throat> me um, having a pass, my listeners know we. I got a pass. Um, being, I, I used to see you moving. Like yeah. moving around the city, yeah. Like floating through. We actually, I remember we used to. You ain't, are you you full black? No, my mother's white. We always thought you were Spanish, man. Like we always thought you were Spanish, like man. That's the plug, <laughs> man. He's Spanish. Remind me when we uh, if we talk a little bit about about me going to the feds a little bit later. I got a story about the the, the Spanish Mexican part. But go okay, ahead. that's nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I'm just saying, like like touching on what you were saying, like you gotta deal with all these different right. kind of people <clears throat> so you got to know how to move and then you know you, you take good care of your family but you know at, at a point people start taking advantage of you because they see you got money mm-hmm. um and it's just a lot of stress that come with it uh, a lot of stress and um you know when i got to that point and then you know you know sometimes you gotta you gotta take trips so now it's you know when you when you plan at that level 
um, getting on that highway, man, and the distress that that, that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ducking the police, um, trying to be secretive and keep people out your business because it's. Right. I came up, and you know, at that point in time, man, it was some some real wolves on the streets. Wow. Like not no for play wolves, right? The real wolves, right? So, <laughs> and mm. for whatever reason, um, you know, none of them cared for me. So, you know, just trying to to, to navigate that and, and and think think my way through situations instead of. You know, reacting and doing something, you know, foolish. Cause I, I never wanted to be that guy, you know, in prison for 10, 15, 20 years. Right. Um, and it didn't have nothing to do with making no money, man. Just trying mm. to prove a point or, or, or whatever. So just having to, to, to think and outthink, you know, people and, 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 and be safe, man. And, and keep your, your people safe. You got to keep your, your, your people safe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's stressful, man. It's it's very stressful because when you get money, you got to figure out where you're gonna keep it at because you right. can't put it in the bank. Right, right. So you gotta trust people, um, and then when people when you got money, people that you thought you know were were were, were, were solid people, you you find out are are, are not so solid. Mm. Um, so that hurts um, mm. as well, man. So you know, just 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 doing that for a while. Um, and eventually, you know, catching a a, a federal a federal indictment. Yeah, mm. that was. I mean, I remember that. So you know, how old were you? Yeah. Right. I was thirty two. I was thirty two when I was uh, arrested. You know, you know what my situation, you know, really stemmed from is I was uh, really doing a favor for for my guy, my, you know, my right hand. Okay. And. Um, you know, at the time, uh, my plug, my connect, you know, toward the end of the year, um, when you get to a certain level, which you'll find back then, mm-hmm. is that, you know, most of the plugs shut down, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. right around the holidays, it's over, mm-hmm. November or so, you know, they done, mm-hmm. you know, they take the holiday you about January or whatever. So that, that's You're what saying the plugs on. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, the big men. Yeah, they, take off. They cool. They what they found. They found. We sell. We we with my yeah. babies, my wife. We, yes. we, we where we at. Yes. We, we celebrating. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. And it I get, get grimy, grimy wow. on the streets. Wow. Um, to trying okay. to find, you know, uh, dope that that's really dope, or you know, not getting your head blown off about you know a couple dollars. Mm-hmm. It get real grimy. So anyway, you know, we had ran into a, another situation, another plug. Uh, locally, something to really get us by, um, and my, you know, my partner's the first. You know, my partner called me like, man, my phone. Um, I need to go ahead and make another move to get this this bread. Um, go down there, holler the, you know, the guy for me. I'm like, cool, man. I, you know, I I do that. So it was crazy because we were both supposed to go, and it was just something. Where I was just like, man, no, nah, just stay here, man. Let me, I'm, I'm gonna go take care of it. Um, just in case something go bad, I don't, mm-hmm. we both can't go down. You know, if mm-hmm. I go, at least you out here, or right. you know, vice versa. So I end up going that night, uh, get pulled over. I was actually going to Hamilton, get pulled over on Route Four. On the way there. On the way back. On the way back. Oh, right. So, mm-hmm. but I knew um, that. Well, I didn't know if they had set me up or if the police was just watching. But once I had left, um, I get to that light, the McDonald's, right across the street from the government building. On High uh-huh. Street, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so as I'm at the light, I look up. There's a car behind me. There's a police car, and then at the light going down, 
a high street that's a light. I mean, it's a police. And then on the other side, the other light is a police. Oh, oh, I was just parked and got they, out. They, they, it's <laughs> me. It's too late. So I know it's, it's, it's ugly for me. So I go ahead and turn, going up um, high street, trying to get up to Route 4. And I'm like, okay, you know, when I get to this light, to make the left to get back on Route 4 by the BP, I'm going to pull up in the BP. They let mm -hmm. me get in this BP. I'm just going to park and lock the door. Whatever right. happens, just happen. Right. Uh, um, so it was a police car in front of me, and he kind of was slow. You know, you're turning, the, you know, turning to get on Route 4 like this. He slowed right, up. Right. And as I tried to pull it to the BP, he swerved over and blocked me. So I got to right. keep straight a little bit on Route 4. Get up about half a block, they go ahead and pull me over. Um, now they playing, they search, they come to the to, to the car and they like, uh, you got a gun permit? <laughs> so I'm like, no, nah, I ain't got no damn. What make you think I got a gun permit? Mm -hmm. um, he said, the owner of this van got a, uh, got a gun permit. And I said, well, you, you didn't even ask me my name. You know what I mean? I'm right. the owner of this van. What are you talking about? Right. So, you know, anyway, they uh, yanked me out the van. Because back then, I used to tell the police, I'm not getting out. They'd be like, man, if I give them my license and insurance, I'd tell them, I'm not getting out. Right. Well, I ain't, no. So like, well, sometimes that works, right? right. Uh, he opened that door and yanked my ass out that car. So uh, illegal. So they don't even cuff me. They got me on the side of the road. Um, they did eventually put me in the back of the police car, but they still ain't cuffed me. Like, mm -hmm. they're searching. So, you know, I knew he had found it. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a kilo of, 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 of cocaine. Um, I know, you know, he's found it. But mm -hmm. they're not saying anything. Mm -hmm. They come back and tell me I had an old summons from Hamilton that uh, that I, I had never paid a ticket for. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, we're going to take you downtown and, um, you know, book you for this, and then we'll let you right back out. Still acting like they ain't found it, but, I, you know, I know what it is. So they take me down there. I'm in Hamilton, you know, city, uh, the police station. Mm. And, uh, you know, the police come back and they're like, uh, well, you know, there's some people that, you know, want to talk to you. You know, detectives want to talk to you. So I'm like, man, listen, I don't I don't go in rooms. I don't go in rooms and talk to the police. Tell them to come out here. <laughs> y'all said y'all was about to let me go. I'm ready to go. Like, what's, what's right. happening? And um, they're like, no, you got to. You got to go talk to this guy. I said, no, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going right. in the room. Say right. what y'all got to say to me out here. So we're going back and forth like this for like 15 minutes. The detective coming out. I said, listen, man, I'm not. Whatever you got to ask me, ask me here right, right. now. I'm right. not going in no room. Mm -hmm. So then that was just something I went through when I was 15, my first case. The police made me tell on myself. Mm -hmm. So I said, never again. Right. I'm going for that. I'm not going in there. <laughs> Talking to the police. Um, so eventually, he like, man, just come on, man. I promise you, I'm going to ask you one question, and you can go. So I'm like, all right, cool, man. All right, let's, let's, let's do this. So they get me in there. The guy walks out the, the office. He comes back. He got the key in his hand. Throws it on the table. He like, you know, what is this? So I'm like, shit, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't look like a bunch of tape wrapped up to me. Right. I don't know what that is, sir. So he like, oh, so you going to play dumb? I'm like, yeah, they I'm telling you, I don't know what this that is. This is what it looks like. So if that's what you had to ask me, man, you can go ahead and, and you know tell me about your cell. Let me go, whatever you're gonna do. So, you know, eventually, you know, they go through that. You know, he gets frustrated, and he was like, "Okay, you know, smart ass. Uh, I promise you, by two weeks, you'll you'll be back calling me, trying mm -hmm. to cut some type of deal." So, you know, they end up locking me up. 
Um, that was a Friday. I was locked up all weekend. Go to court that Monday. They give me a hundred thousand dollar bond. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna tell that part. So they end up giving what? me what? No, no, no! You gotta tell that part. You can't just even out your uh, mouth say I'm not yeah. gonna tell that part. You were supposed to say I'm not gonna tell that part in your head. So anyway, <laughs> my my lawyer, my lawyer at the time was Greg Howard. Man, he was he was out of out of the country that Monday, so he wasn't in there for court. Uh, you know, my people ended up getting in touch with him. He's like, man, I'll be back tomorrow. He tell my people at the time because they set my bond at hundred thousand cash only. Mm. He told my people at the time like. They, they, that's illegal. They can't do that. You know, I right. take care of it when I get back. So I ended up having to sit in there another day. That Tuesday, I'm supposed to get out. You know, I got you know my people got two properties to put up. Um, the properties that that Tuesday, <laughs> I ended up not getting out because you know certain certain parts of my my friends were responsible for one house, and another portion of my friends were responsible for the other house, okay. and they started beefing. Oh. You know, arguing over the phone or whatever. So the bonds were like, man, I'm not dealing with this. Right. right. Um, so that next day, man, uh, you know, I talked to my partner on the phone. And he was just like, man, don't even trip. You know, you're out of there today. So I, that next day was the 6th. I get out on my birthday. I'm mm -hmm. out. Um, so, you know, that's, I'm out. I'm shocked. I'm spooked. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I had to get back to work, man. You know, it was, it was, it was crazy because... You know, I sat in the house a few days, kind of dazed. Right. You know, my partner he came over, man. He like, man, you gotta, you gotta get up, man. We gotta, right. We gotta get back to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Damn. it is what it is. So, you know, that's what I, I was doing. You know, right back to moving around. Um, February, uh, the feds come get me. They came and got you from your house or what from you my house? crib, man. I'm, I'm I'm in the house. It's early in the morning. I used to get up early, early morning. Uh, my girlfriend, you know, she's at the house. She takes, you know, our, our daughter to school, and I'm on the phone. One of my one of my homies called me, and he's telling me the feds are in the guys in Hamilton's house. You mm. know what I mean? He was messing with the guy's daughter, and you know, at first I'm like, "Who are you talking about?" He talking about the guys. You know, that night I had went to go see that night mm -hmm. when I got arrested. So I'm still not. I hadn't even talked to them guys since I've been home. I'm not. I'm not it's not registering to me, you know what I mean? That I'm a part of this. So I'm like, my girlfriend, she comes back in, in the house, and then like as soon as she comes in, I'm hanging up with my guy. I'm like, man, I ain't, you know, I that ain't got nothing to do with me laughing and joking about something else. As soon as I hang up with him, I get a knock on the door, like boom, 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 boom. So I'm like, I'm looking at the phone. I'm like, I know that's the police at the door, but I'm thinking he done set me up or something. Like, right. you know, as soon as I get on the phone with you. So I go to the door and look, it's them. But they don't kick my door in. It's Middletown Task Force. Um, just so happened, you know, I had, you know, I was supposed to, I had some drugs on me um, for somebody that was supposed to see me that night and didn't come. So I creeped back to the bathroom, <laughs> flushed it. Mm -hmm. I'm back to, I'm still not registered. Right. I'm caught up in that, that the other situation. Right, I'm thinking right, this right. Middletown police coming to raid the house. So I'm back on my cocky, arrogant thing. I go to the door, open the door, like, man, I know y'all ain't came over looking for no drugs. Y'all tripping. Right. And, you know, they, they handed me that paper. And, it, you know, it says the United States of America, mm. you know, versus Calvary's wheels. Mm. And it, you know, scared the shit out of me. I almost passed out. Mm. Like, this is serious. Right. So um, the scariest part of that, man, what I, what, you know, what I tell people is, 
the night before that, uh, me and my guy had been up all night, you know, cooking dope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I got a whole lot of ounces of crack in somebody's house. Mm -hmm. So now that I know this is the feds, if they've been watching me and they go to this spot, I might not never get, get out because mm -hmm. federally back then the crack laws were, were real harsh. Right. Right. So I'm like, I'm in the city jail, Middletown, in the wholesale waiting for them to transport me to Butler County. And in my mind, I'm, it's over with. Mm -hmm. And then I can't even really fight the case because I don't want my people to, to go to jail for it. I got to cop out to the dope, you know, right. if they go. Um, so I'm literally mm -hmm. <laughs> in, this, in this cell going crazy. I'm sweating, um, shitting, throwing up, <laughs> shitting, and throwing wow, up. Real. And, I'm like, I'm like, oh, shit, it's, it's over with. I done, I done caught the big one. Um, so they ended up taking me to Butler County, man, and uh, you know, put me in a room you know, with the feds. And you know, I just told them, I said, man, I don't, I don't feel comfortable talking to y'all without my, without my lawyer, man. They cut off the little, everything got up and left. Um, so, you know, I you know, went through that process back then. Butler County didn't hold federal, federal inmates. Um, so they they shipped me to Boone County, Kentucky. Mm. Um, that's where the holders were at back then, Boone County and Grant County. Wow. So I go through that process, man, and um, you know learned learned a lot, you know, from that process, man. I was I think I I was a little shocked that there were so many people that 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 put negativity on on my name. I thought I had mm. you know earned the respect to where. Right. You know, people would say certain things, you know, about right. me. And, you know, people were, you know, accusing me uh, of telling, of snitching. And, you know, at that point, point in time, and it really, it really bothered me. Because, mm -hmm. you know, in, in my head, I'm like, damn, you know, I thought the streets loved me. Right. You know right. what I mean? Respected me. Right, right. And play the game how it's supposed to go. Oh, but then it's like, you know, soon as something like this happened, you know, my, my name is, 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 is drugged through the dirt. So, you know, once I get my paperwork and the paperwork of the people that want my case, I send it home, mm -hmm. right? I send it home to Hamilton and the Middletown. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the other people that were on my case that were, you know, accusing me of doing, of, of, of telling, um, told their lawyers, like, this guy put this paperwork on, on the streets. So my lawyer come back to me like, you keep, you keep on, they're gonna give you, um, what was it, contempt of court and give me a two point enhancement, um, which would have given me more time. Right. right. And I'm like, for what? You know what I mean? And nobody came to my defense when these right. guys were saying this about me. Mm -hmm. right. So when I sent this paperwork to the streets, why now I'm the bad guy? Right. Um, so I still, at that time, I'm like, okay, well at least the streets know. It is what it is. Right, it is what it is. I'll go do my time. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't tripping. I ended up getting sentenced to 63 months. Um, and I want to I want to break this down, man, as far as the the, the federal system, because mm. this is a a, a a misconception, right? I was charged with um, a conspiracy, okay. right? So most guys will tell you, oh, if you get charged with a conspiracy, you know, you can't get under, you know, 10 years, right? Mm. So anytime somebody like that gets sentenced under 10 years, um, they'll say, oh, he, he <coughs> snitched. Right. But this is just people that have never been, never been, been through, the, through, through the system, system right. right? 
So on a conspiracy, they can charge you for the amount of drugs that you are accountable for in that conspiracy. Okay. So there were people in my conspiracy, 18 people in my conspiracy. There were guys, there was a white guy on there, for, he bought eight Oxycontins. They mm. brought him in. There was a guy on there that bought two ounces of cocaine from these guys. Another guy bought three ounces of cocaine from this guy. And they tied him into the conspiracy. Another mm. guy might have bought nine, right, nine right. ounces of cocaine. So mm. federally, that's not even really on the radar. Right, right, right. right. So they're not about to give these people 10 years. 10 years, right. 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 Small, so right. even for me, I was arrested with a kilo of cocaine. I ended up having to cop out to two to three and a half kilos of cocaine. Mm. Um, the federal system has a sentencing guideline. Mm -hmm. United States Congress created this guideline. So mm -hmm. anytime you go through the, fred, the, the feds, the amount of drugs that you're being charged with, your criminal history points is a chart, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They come together. These are your sentencing guidelines. Oh my goodness. So you have to be sentenced by these guidelines, right? For me, the two to three and a half uh, kilograms of cocaine made me a level, what they call a level 28. That's the, that's this part of the chart. Mm -hmm. And then only had two criminal history points because my felony, when I went to prison for, for 94, mm -hmm. I did under a year. Mm -hmm. So if you do go to prison and you do under 12 months, they can only go back and use it against you 10 years. Mm -hmm. So this is 07. So 94, right. they couldn't use that against right. you. Right. My felony from 99 when I got out in 2000, I did nine months, mm -hmm. um, but that wasn't 10 years. That was earlier than 10 years, right. so they gave me two criminal history points instead of three. Now, if right. you do over 12 months, they give you three points for that gotcha, criminal history gotcha, point. Gotcha. So anyway, I'm sitting, my, my guidelines, level 28, when you cop out, they call it acceptance, um, acceptance, dang, what is it called? Something is, 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 is called, right? Acceptance of responsibility, I'm sorry. It's called acceptance of responsibility. When you cop out, they give you a three-level de decrease. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that took me from a level 28, level 25, two criminal history points. My sentencing guidelines are 63 to 78 months, right? Mm -hmm. um, when they come, they, they come to do a PSI, you know, they go over your life history, whatever. The lady recommends 63 months. So I pretty much know what I'm getting when I go to court. Right. Um, <clears throat> So I go through that, go to court. You know, my only concern at that time, you know, of course, is my kids. Mm. But, you know, my mother, my mother's mm. going through this process with me. At this time, you know, she's really, really struggling with um, addiction to, 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 to pain pills, opiates. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's, that's really my only concern. I go right. to court, I get sentenced. I tell my mother, listen, this is cool. I got this. Don't trip. Just be here when I get out, mm. right? Um, go to the feds. Um. Now, where is it? Which because it's different federal. Okay, so I ended up leaving from Boone County. Mm -hmm. Took me to Lexington, Kentucky, to an airport. Flew me to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is like the orientation, like CRC is for Ohio. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and Atlanta is that for the feds. So they fly you to Oklahoma. Um, you land at the the airport in in Oklahoma City. I believe it is their their international airport. Mm -hmm. The federal building is on you know at the airport. So you land, and when you get off the hangar, they connect the hangar right to the to the federal prison. So when you get off the plane, you walk right into the the federal system. I go to Oklahoma. This was right around uh, New Year, Christmas, New Year's. Um, I spent a few weeks in Oklahoma, and then from Oklahoma they flew me to Atlanta, Georgia. 
Um, it just so happened that Atlanta was overcrowded, so they sent like a hundred of us to a county jail in a city called uh, Osella, Georgia. Mm. It's probably about, I think, about an hour and a half from the Florida border. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in Osella, Georgia for about four months, and then they shipped me to Ashland, Kentucky, to a, a prison camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashland, Kentucky, that's where I started doing my time at. When I got to Ashland, I was in Ashland two weeks uh, when my mother passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, devastated. It kind of opened my eyes as well because, you know, I had been doing time, you know, so so long or so much um, that, you know, going to prison was, you know, wasn't really that hard for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had plenty of money. You know, I had a nice circle of friends support. You know what I mean? So I was cool. But that kind of was like I wasn't. I kind of knew it could happen, right. but I still wasn't, you know, expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, it, it, it crushed me, man. It, it hurt me a lot. And I just assumed since I was at a camp that they would allow me to go to my mother's funeral. But since I had just got there, um, they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that 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 hurt, man. That, mm-hmm. that, that hurt a lot. And it, you know, it opened my eyes to, to uh, you know, just life a little bit more. Right. To, to understand, indeed, the consequences of, of, of my actions, right. man. Um, you get caught up in the, when you're in the streets, man. For me, um, anybody that knew me or was close to me in the streets would, would, would say, you know, man, he's a good guy, man. He's a solid guy, man. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, and you get caught up in that. You don't recognize the, the damage that you're doing in other people's lives. Um, so I, I felt like, you know, that was one of the consequences of my, my actions, man, right. was, was losing my mother like that and not being able to, 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 to bury her. Not even, not only that, but to be there for my sister, you know, mm-hmm. my sister had to go through that process, um, handling those arrangements and stuff like that by herself. Right. And I'm the older brother mm-hmm. and I left her out here stranded. Um, so those are two things that I, you know, I still struggle with to this day. Um, but anyway, man, I, you know, I went through that process. I was going to, they, they, they have a drug program in the feds that, you know, if you go to and complete, you get 12 months off your sentence. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to um, another federal prison up in Pennsylvania called McKean. To, to, to do that? To do the drug program. Okay. So they had, they had to send me up there. And it's crazy because they just put you on the ground. Mm-hmm. Put you on the ground, no nothing. You know, you just get on the ground and go from Kentucky to Pennsylvania. Um, so the good thing for me is they had a four-hour layover for me in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I got to Columbus. I got to, you know, play around a little bit. Um, you know, female come up there to see me, and I get to, you know, play around for four right, hours. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> okay. um, get back on the Greyhound, go to McKean, and uh, do the rest of my time, go to go through the drug program, get out, you know, a little early. Um, another situation, you know, I had... You know, I, when I was in the feds, I really didn't plan to come back out and, 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 and hustle. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, some money put up. And, and then on top of that, my, uh, when my mother passed, we ended up finding out like a year later she had a life insurance plan. So she had left me 50000 on top. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? I can get out here and do some things, you know, correctly, properly. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's Christmas. The Christmas... I'm getting out in March. That Christmas before I get out, you know, I had called home 
And uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to skip past this part. Okay. I want to um, touch on you being in these, like you know, just regular state penitentiaries, mm -hmm. and the difference between that and then being in the feds, like how the environment was being in the feds. Because I always so, hear that it, that the feds is like smooth selling, but then I hear some people yeah. like. It's not that because you're dealing with the the, the, the roughest so of the me, roughest. Let me speak on this. For me, I was at I was at prison camps, so the camps are easy. It's simple. Mm -hmm. um, anything you got on the streets, if you're in a camp, you have access to um, in the camp, right? Um, I remember one one New Year's, the building next. You know, we're in prison. The other building, they have a building for all the guys in the drug program and a building for the guys not in the drug program. Mm -hmm. And that other building, man, I came out, this is right after New Year's, to go to the chow hall. Man, they had beer bottles, liquor mm -hmm. bottles, right. all out in the grass. So they had kicked it. So, you know, guys would run off and sneak off and, and pretty much get anything and bring it back in. So when you talk about a camp, um, it is, it's, it's, it's smooth selling as far as being in prison at a camp. Mm. Now, if you go to one of them USPs, they call United States prisons. Mm -hmm. um, you got to be a man. You got to you got to be a man. This is a true story. When I was in um, Oklahoma, okay. when, I, when they sent me to Oklahoma, you with guys on the plane that's getting out of other institutions. So they go to Oklahoma to go to trans. They transfer to other prison prisons. Right. And there was some young guys, man, uh, from Chicago that had got out the USP and was going to another institution, man, and they were crying. Mm -hmm. like, like tears, like just so happy to to get out of the, the USPs, the environments, because yeah. they pretty much sent all the young gangbangers there. So it's people dying often in them USPs. Mm -hmm. um, so I heard a lot of stories about, about the USPs. Uh, Big Sandy in Kentucky is, is probably one of the, the, the roughest uh, prisons in the United States. It's a USP. So that part of it, you know, the USPs, the higher securities, is probably is definitely worse than a state prison. But you know, for me, and I was in camp, so it was it was simple, man. It wasn't even really nothing nothing, nothing strenuous. Um, mm. But it sucks being away from home. You know, being right, that far definitely. away from from yeah, home, you yeah, can't really, you know just receive visits. You can't just call your right. people and tell them, you know, come on up here this weekend. Right. You know, I was blessed enough. You know, my sister, you know, came up there and saw me a few times. Brought my kids, um, but you know, other than that, man, it, it was simple. The one thing I will say about the feds that's different than my my experience in state prison is there's more guys in there that's really trying to get their life together instead mm -hmm. of trouble. So you can get around some guys that are are really planning on doing something, changing their lives, and doing something different. Um, so if that's what you own, you can find that. As opposed to being in a state prison, man, and, you know, everybody, you know, want to want to talk about, you know, who they gonna kill when they get out, how much dope they gonna sell, and they gonna make a hundred hundred thousand in two months and quit the game. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, That's you gotta, the plan. <coughs> it's always great them, to have a plan. You gotta hear them stories um, all day, every day. Um, so that, that might be the difference, man. You know, and you know, for example, I was in there with a guy. This guy was a you know a, a kingpin from Baltimore, and you know we were close, man. And you know he never talked about his story. I never talked about mine. There was other guys from his city that brought it to my attention. Like, man, do you know you know who Stokey is? And I'm like, no, nah, you know it's my guy. You know what I mean? But we don't 
we don't talk like that. So other people were kind of explaining to me who he was. And, you know, he was real close to the real Stringer Bell. Mm. Stringer Bell that was depicted on the right. wire. Right. 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 He's really a person. Right. Um, right. Right. So my yeah. guy was real close to this guy, and this guy, Stringer Bell, actually hit him out. Mm. Like he was on the run before he called his case. So anyway, he ended up coming in, and, we, you know, we got close. Today, man, right now, today, he's running for mayor of Baltimore. Mm. Like Stokey, Carl, yeah, Kennedy, man, this is my, this is my guy, man. Right. So you run into guys like that, man, that really mm -hmm. has some ambition. Plus, he still has a, he has a management deal with Rock Nation as well. Okay. Um, I don't know if y'all know the, the, the rapper's name, Lil Skies or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Lil Skies, yeah. See, that's his manager. Okay. My guy, Stokey, is, is, is his manager. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, you know, you run into people like that that are, are really set on doing something productive, you know, with their lives. But to go back to, you know, the story as far as Christmas calling home and just expecting my daughter to be happy because right. even from, you know, in, in prison, you know, I was able to do little stuff for my kids. Um, definitely don't want to take nothing away from their mother. I don't want to say I was taking care of them, but from time to time, you know, if they needed something, I could, you know, either send it or have, you know, a, a friend or a family right. member take care of it. So Christmas was, you know, I thought that was, you know, taken care of. Call home, you know, my daughter's crying. What's happening? You know, what's going on? Why are you sad? So she didn't get her gift. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I ended up calling somebody that was supposed to have took care of that for me and, you know, had some money for me. And they ended up breaking it down so me. They had, you know, messed it up. They had, everything was gone, right? Right. So um, I'm back to square zero. And I'm back to, you know, I'm about to hit the streets in three months. Right. So everything I had planned... It's kind of like, damn, it's, it's out the window now. Mm. Um, so, you know, I did, man. I, you know, I got released, you know, and just to keep, you know, be honest, I was, you know, from the halfway house, man. I was already, you know, back at it. You know, right. I got to the so you went, so, so you left from the federal penitentiary. How they, what they, they greyhound you back? Well, I was, supposed to get on, you up. I was supposed to get on the Greyhound. Okay. My homies drove to New York, picked me up. Because the Greyhound, they, they would take me right on the border of Pennsylvania and New York. Uh, the right Greyhound right. station was in, was close to New York. Right. So I had to get on the bus, take the Greyhound to New York. And when it stopped, you know, I had my homies. So they brought me, <coughs> my guys brought me home. They gave me a little time to see my kids and shop a little bit or whatever. And go to the go to the uh, halfway house. Um, so you know, from the halfway house, man, I, I was back at it, man. I would uh, I would get up. Um, what year did you get out? Um, what's this? Twenty. I got out in two thousand ten. I'm sorry. Okay. March of two thousand ten. Okay. I got to the halfway house. I want to feel like you. I feel like in my mind that you went to that you went to New York Fashion. Was that slow? Was it popping there? When I when. That's where I went and got my jeans. That's right. Yeah. Like, in my head, I just feel like that's where he went. That's right. That's, that's where he went. I, I can see it. I can, I can see went the vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where we went. Shout out to Drew. Uh, shout teams. out to Drew. All the different fellow teams. He, he, he knew you from probably before. Yeah, that's my guy, man. He probably lit up when you yeah, came yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Shout out to Drew. The money's back, right? That's what Drew was thinking. So anyway, get to the halfway house, man. Get back to, to, to moving and hustling, you know, I, I would get up. And, you know, one thing I will say that, that helped me in that process um, is a guy from, from Middletown that I knew from my area. I was in the streets, you know, a hell of a hustler, man. Um, and he ended up changing his life, man. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, um, 
and was able to really provide a job for me. Mm -hmm. um, he had a landscaping company, barbershop. Man, he would pretty much do anything. Somebody called him if it was some money in it. Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, I would, I would leave the halfway house, go up there with him. He might have four or five yards for me to do, mm -hmm. or we might ride together and do, do some commercial properties. And then, you know, I shoot back to Middletown, hustle for a few hours, go back to the, you know, go back to the halfway house. Um, but just spending that time with him, man, um, what I had recognized was he still was a hustler. He still had that in him. Mm -hmm. He was just doing something productive and right. positive right. with him. Right. So he, he owned his house. It was a two-family home. So he would rent the upstairs out, and then he stayed downstairs, had his basement. And but the upstairs paid for the whole mortgage. Right, right. right. So I'm like, damn, this you know, this is stuff that's He's foreign to me right. at the time. Right. right. Damn. So I'm watching him and it was just one time we was outside the barbershop and the guy was like, Man, I sure would like to get my, my car cleaned and buffed. And he was like, Oh, we got you pull up. <laughs> so, you know, he like, Man, come on, we're gonna wash this car real quick. So, you know, here I am, you know, labeled a, a, a drug kingpin. Uh -huh. You know, washing rims now, you right. know, washing cars and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, what I learned from, from being around him was, man, you can you can you can do something productive with your right. your, your desire your hustle. Like you right. don't gotta be broke. A lot just of people right. don't wanna, right. just don't do wanna something. leave the game right. because they scared of that, that struggle and being right. broke. And you know, it was a, an example for me, somebody I knew was real in the streets. Right. But, um and had done something different with his life, man. And now he, you know, he got dump trucks and CDs. You want to shout him out? He got a. This is the only thing I haven't told. So I don't know if he'd like people to know his business. Yeah, no, no, so no, no. Right. I'm she always ask if you want to shout him out. I'm always asking because I always want to cool. give people yeah. their flowers. He done, he done moved, you know moved so on in his life. Right. As long and as I don't he knows know who he, he is. Yeah, he would definitely. We much, love and yeah, appreciate you. Shout out to you for being that mentor. Right. And I want to. And I want to take a time out to you know, like I said, everybody. My, our listeners know I got a pass. You know, I, I jumped off the porch and was doing stuff. Not on a level like you was. But, <clears throat> like, I always looked up to my brother Malcolm. You know what I mean? Malcolm done been working since we've been, like, 16, man. Good guy. Always had the same shit that we had. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Off of working. Not doing nothing dirty. He just he'd get up, go to work every day. Right. But he still, you know what I mean, blow the best. He drink the best. He wear latest stuff. But let but, me speak. You know what I mean? So as a black woman in a room full of black women in America, <laughs> I know firsthand that our black men do what they have to do to survive. Mm -hmm. It's about survival. Nobody can judge or dismiss anybody's story or plight or hustle because it is to survive. Right. Unless you were being malicious and murderous and harmful and cruel, if you were just trying to feed your family, that's what it is. The system was built up to make it harder and to oppress. And so we don't have to, it's no, my guy, Malcolm, we appreciate you being honest and hardworking. But we love our hustlers too. Us black women love our hustlers. We love black. We understand that being black man in America, you got to do what you got to do. It's hard to feed your family. Nobody's making it easy for you. Nobody's giving you anything. 
So you have to do what you have to do. And unfortunately, the powers that be give you the tools to mess your, you know what I'm saying, to, to oppress yourself. So it's like, it's not like you've given many choices. You're not given many choices. But what we're learning from Mr. Calvarez's story is that you are the captain of your own fate. Right. You can, you choose to make the decisions that you make. You are in control of your destiny. For sure. You can build your whole life or tear it down. It's up to right. you. For sure. And speaking of that, I'm, I'm going to let you continue, but mm-hmm. you you eventually start, like you said, you seeing your, your guy, right. you know what I'm saying, applying his hustle to something else. Right. You eventually, you know what I mean, you you turn the corner and you, you know what I mean, you started getting it together. So, you know, even even coming home and going back to doing what I was doing, man, I, you know, I, I, I knew I was getting out the streets, mm-hmm. you know, period. Now, unfortunately for me, I had one of those plans that, you know, I thought was going to work and I'm going to come home and I'm going to make this certain amount of money and I'm, and I'm done. Um, you know, I ended up, uh, I was on federal probation. Ended up getting, you know, uh, arrested for probation violation. Um, they tried to tie me into a situation um, where, you know, somebody had went out west and people that got pulled over and, and, and certain things um, happened. So they violated me, um, probation violation, because um, they had tracked a credit card I had to, I think, Kansas, somewhere like that. Um, so they violated me for being out of state. Um, I ended up getting even in, in, in the feds, even for probation violations, it's sentencing guidelines. <laughs> so um, I ended up getting four months house arrest for that. And you know, at that point, man, I was just like, you know what, um, it's over. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's done. You know, that was a, an eye opener because you know the morning that that happened, my youngest daughter was was with me, and I actually thought. <clears throat> I was about to get robbed. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Um, but I had left early that morning. I, it was crazy because I, I had got up that early that morning to take my daughter to her mom's. And then I was going with somebody to Columbus to get my, my license to start this business. Mm-hmm. So when I come out the house and, and, and get in the car, um, you know, I see a car kind of go by me with some, with some tinted windows. And they kind of get next to me on the street. I'm on 14th. And they, you know, kind of crack the window a little bit and then stop and, and then keep going. So I'm like, oh. And then they bust a U and park two cars behind me. Mm. So in my head now, I'm like, you know, what do I what do I do? Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking if I pull off, if it's somebody that's come to do something to me, they're going to shoot my daughter right. in the car. Right? Mm. Do I run to the house? You know what I mean? And leave my daughter out here. Like, I don't know, you know, right. kind of stuck. And then, you know, another car comes up the street and you know, turns and just stops at the corner. Dark tinted windows, where they can see me, but they park. So I'm like, yes, you know, it's going down. I don't, you know, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I end up calling, you know, my daughter's mother and telling her, like, you know, something about to, you know, go down. You know, I need you to come this way. You know, at least try to, you know, get police or whatever. Right. So another car comes by, the window down a little bit more, and I see, you know, the top of a white face. And like a, a box, you know, like a marine cutter. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is the police. You know what I mean? So I'm still nervous, but at least I know I'm not, you know, about to get robbed or killed in front right. of my, my daughter. Um, 
So, you know, I called my kids, you know, my, her, her mother, pull on off, um, get up a couple of streets. You know, I turn, she see me, she turn, get my daughter out of the car, she in the car with her mom, I pull back out. Now it's about four cars, you know, behind me, trailing me through the, through the, <laughs> through the hood, like, you know, barely. I'm trying to act like I don't see them. They had a Dodge Charger, and I don't know what type of motor that was, but it roared. Um, and they, you know, turn on the lights in the, in the grill or whatever. They pull up next to me. I'm like, I don't see them driving. I'm driving out there. He got the window down like, they pull your ass over. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man, just going through that process of, of getting locked up again, you know, going to court. They let me out. Um, you know, when I got to court, out, out of court that day, put me on house arrest. Um, while I was down there, the, the, the PO, had, you know, came to see me. The PO, like, you know, listen, I'm not even about to you know, play with you. I know you ain't gonna say nothing. So but what I'm gonna tell you is this, um, keep doing what you're doing, um, hanging around who you hang around, and you're gonna be in a world of trouble. Um, and then he was like, man, you know, every month, we go to Middletown, we meet with the drug task force every month, we have a sit down. Your name is the first name to come up. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, and you know, at the time, and this was another story I kind of skipped over, but our current, our new police chief, um, planted drugs on me before, mm. back in the day. And I beat the case. Right. So at the time, he's the head of the drug task force. He hates me. Right? He let peace, let people out of jail. You know, they would agree to set me up. He'd let them out of jail. They'd call me and tell me, like, man, he really hates you. He keeps right. talking about some case you beat. But, you know, wow. I beat the case, you know, due to the other police officer that was there, just being honest. So anyway, that's why my name is coming up. He can't wait to tell the feds what I'm right. doing every month or right. what he think I'm doing. Right. Um, so I just knew, man, it was just that combination of that. My daughter's getting older. Um, I didn't want to leave my, my daughters out here, man, you know, in, in, in the streets. Because, you know, I, I, I did that growing up to, to the advantage of, you know, girls who had daddy issues. Oh, and, daddy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was, I was the worst at that. I have to <laughs> I have to say that. You know, not proud of it. But, you know, it's, 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 it's the truth. And, you know, people used to tell me all the time, like, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna regret doing that. Wait till your daughter get older. You got beautiful daughters. Right? And I used to be like, no, nah, it's going to be Gorgeous different. Because, you know, I'm going to be there. You know, somebody <laughs> play, play with my kids like that. Right. It's going to be a problem. But the only way I could ensure that I would actually be there was to quit hustling. To be all right. You know what I mean? So Beautiful. Just came up with a plan, man. Decided I wanted to go to school. Um, figured out that, you know, being a chemical dependency counselor, you can have felonies on your record. Um, got my associate's degree. Got licensed as a chemical dependency counselor. Mm -hmm. um, I've been at Sojourner in, 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 in Hamilton now for a little over six and a half years. Um, been inside the prison. I've been working inside the prison now for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, so, you know, that was that was my plan, man. Just decided that, you know, it, it, it was over with for me. I always knew, you know, just certain things that happened in life, man, that the streets wasn't where I wanted to be. So right. it's, 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 it's fake. Um, it's really a no-win situation. Exactly. You know, it's, 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 mm. it's definitely a no-win situation. Mm. Um, you can lose your life. Um, or spend a lot of time in prison, man. And I actually, I hate jail. I got used to doing it, and that's really the scariest thing of of, of being in prison. Right. It's actually getting you used to it. Used to it. Right. Right. You don't even really care about going back. Um, and I had gotten to that point in my life 
But I didn't want to fail my kids, man. I didn't want my, my sons to be to follow my footsteps. And when I kind of understood that kids um, follow your lead by what you do, I ain't no more. You know, my generation of parents were do as I say, not as I do. And that might have worked a little bit. But, you know, my kids, that generation, you got to show them. They ain't on that. Right, right, right. You, know, right. <laughs> you tell me to do something, you're doing the opposite. Right. So just wanted to be that, that example, man. And, and, and do my best to prevent other other young kids from taking the same path because I, I didn't have that, man. I didn't really have what somebody would call OGs or whatever. You know, don't get me wrong, I had people in my family, aunts and uncles that, you know, used to tell me if I kept doing what I was doing, what was going to happen, but they wasn't in the streets. You know right. what I mean? So I, I didn't relate. I didn't think they knew what they were talking about. Right, right. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, we didn't, we didn't have no OGs. I had to figure, you know, the streets out on my right. own, right. Or, you know, or with my circle of friends, <clears throat> what was real and you know what wasn't real. Um, so I, I just felt like, you know, that was that was my purpose in life, man, is, is to try to give back and at least share with these kids. You know, they're not gonna always listen. They very rarely listen. Mm -hmm. Right. But you know, we planting them seeds. Right. If right. nothing else. Right. Um, and, and, and trying to give them a, a different perspective, man, a, a, a different point of view, um, and just be a positive role model, man, for, for my community, because I, I recognize, man, the, the many lives that I played a part in um, damaging, or sometimes even destroying. You know, there's a young man, you know, from here that was, you know, a hustler, and, you know, he was in the prison, so he's in, he's in my, my he was in my my group um, inside the prison, and you know he was like uh, one day he he you know he was saying man to be honest with you, you know you were one of the reasons why I got in the streets, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of it hurt, mm -hmm. you know it it it, it hurt because I didn't really want to have that type of negative impact on that you are on anyone on. right right so. Um, you know, that, that, that bothered me. But, I, you know, I knew from my own story that, you know, the little kids, man, when they see you, they look up to you, man. They do look up to you. And that might not be your, your, your purpose of giving them a couple dollars or spending some time with them. But they look up to you, man. They want to do what you're doing. And once they figure it out, they feel like that's the path, the same way, you know, as me. So, you know, I, I do as much as I can, man, just to... Um, from share my experience and 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 tell these youngers the, the truth, man. Because right. there's too many guys my age or close to my age that are still out there and giving false information. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, giving 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 these I kids think, false hope. I know for myself I get off on your Facebook posts. Ah, uh, thank you. And the thank gems you. you drop and and just the realness because we watch T V. For sure. We watch movies. Yeah. And it's like your only options when you're in this game is mm -hmm. death or prison. Yes, it's it's, it's, I mean, it's all TV and movies show you, but then you see real life yeah. people living the good right. life, right? right? Living good, eating good, living mm -hmm. life, and they're not dead or in prison, so why not? But to hear your truth, yeah, you know, someone who's been on one side and now on the other side. Yep. And has got you know what I'm saying? Like you're 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 an exception. You're a rarity. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Thank like, God, like, that. like that story usually ends dead or in prison. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? So to be able to be on that other side and say, I did all of this and I've experienced all of this and now I can do all of this in spite of. Yeah, for sure. Right. That doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? That's a rarity. That doesn't happen right. every day. Like when I look at you thinking about being young, coming up and seeing guys your age, mm-hmm. they're dead. Right. Or right. in prison. You know what I'm saying? Or in prison. Like it's not too many cowwills that are just out right. on the other side right. living and able to preach what you should not do. Like right. that's that's not usually the story. Yeah, right. And I don't think this new generation sees that. You know what right. I'm saying? I don't think they see yeah. that you you there's very few options in this right. game. But and I think recently with everybody falling off the way they are. Right. I think that's the you know what I'm saying like Hopefully. right. I'm hoping right. that learning. it's in like they're, they're learning that yeah. like damn he was just here like that was the homie right. and now he's gone. Right. You know what I mean? So it's uh, like hopefully it's clicking. Like there's only so many. What you saying, bro? Now I was about to say that. Um, hopefully, like our young listeners, right? Our older listeners who got kids who staring the, the you know the wrong way. Calden came and told us about being on both sides. Right. And if you're hearing this, you can do this too, man. Without a doubt. I mean, you just got to you, you put a plan together and move toward it every day, period. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. What is your plan? What do you want to do? Come up with a plan and and, 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 and follow through, man. Right. And I, just quickly, this, the Mexican, I got to tell you all this, this is funny, Mexican story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We yes, didn't get yes. to touch yes. on that. I'm in, I'm in uh, Osceola, Georgia. I told you they sent me there. The, the, the county jail, um, next to me, the Mexican guy. You know, we wake up every day. It's my guy. We kick it. You know, we, we, we cool. So, um, you know, I've told people, like, through, through Facebook. I don't, I don't know how, but my mother, this is impossible. Nobody that's been to the feds would believe the story, but it's a true story. My mother used to know where I was going before I got there. Mm-hmm. So, as um, soon as I would get to a facility, the next day, I would receive mail. Mm-hmm. So anyway, through mail call, they're calling my name, right? My first name is Calvarez. It sounds pretty Hispanic, right? right? <laughs> so <laughs> all of a sudden, Mexican guy next to me quit speaking to me. So I'm like, damn, like, what's, you know, what's going on? Now, in the feds, it's, it's very um, segregated. Right? Right. You stick with your race, period. You stick with your race and then your state. So... You know, he quit speaking to me. So one day I'm like, man, amigo, like, what's, what's popping, man? What's happening? You don't right. speak to me. <laughs> like, no, 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 you, you're not right. I said, man, what, what are you talking about? Man? Like, what's happening? What are you right. talking about? He said, you hang around all the black guys. <laughs> you don't hang with us. So I'm like, amigo, I'm, I'm black, man. What are you talking about? Right. My, my daddy is black as night. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he said, you black for real? I said, yeah, me, I'm black, man. Trust me, believe me. He said, your name? The Calvarez? They call your name Melco. I hear you Mexican. I said, no, no, listen, man, that's my name. I don't know why my mama did But listen to me, man. I'm, I'm black. So he just fall out laughing. And I'm like, man, why are you laughing so hard? He said, I have to go tell Joker he was going to stab you up today. He was going to stab me today. I have to go tell him. I'm like, please, please go tell him, man. Immediately. 
She said, I was on, your middle name was going to be Rodriguez. And I'm like, oh my God. She's still a spicy. So where, so, so where does Skeet name come from? Oh, Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. Man. Um, okay. I'm going to be honest. So, so when we were, you know, we were younger, we used to, um, we used to have, we used to find abandoned houses, mm-hmm. right? And we would have get-togethers in these mm-hmm. houses. This is when we were like 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. So me, Sorry. all my guys, my circle, you know, the model, play with posse, we, this is what we do. Um, what's, and then the, what's the posse called? The, the Playboy Posse. The Playboy. I heard about them. The Playboy Posse. The Playboy Posse. Yeah. Oh, I got some, I got some, that was my, some sisters. And I, I would say this, because this, this gang thing, again, not to glorify, but do we, the original blood gang in Milltown Live, that was, us. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, we used to have these get-togethers, man. And, you know, it'd be girls there. Um, you know, we put our money together, go get some drink, rob the pizza man. We do this every every weekend, right? We got pizza, drink, everybody get drunk. Then it's, you know, it's time to have sex. What was y'all drinking? Let's, we got to um, So, Old English, St. Ives, Wild Irish Road, mm. MD Twins. Y'all already drunk. Y'all gone. So, <laughs> everything that if I smell that they makes me throw up. That's what we. That's what we drank back then. So we get drunk. Now it's time to you know have sex, right? So everybody, you know, having sex. Um, and this is embarrassing, but it's the truth. I was always the first one finished. <laughs> <laughs> He was young. It's, it's not okay. embarrassing. It's okay. He knew what he wanted. He got to the point. <laughs> right. Thank you for trying right. to clear that up. He kept it moving. Like. Right. <laughs> so I was always the first one finished, and my guys just be like, wow, oh, they just called me Ski, man. And for whatever reason, man, back then, you know, I, I tried to have sex every day. Um, I, I, for whatever reason, you know, girls used to really, you know, like me a lot, you know, back then. So. I did, and I was always finished quick. Thus, ski. <laughs> I wish it was a more honorable way to come up with that name. And you're still ski to this day. And I'm still ski, and yes. <laughs> All right, y'all. My bad. We've been so intrigued and into his story, ladies. And it's my job. I've been gone for a couple of weeks, and... Y'all have been oblivious, maybe, to what our list, to what our guests are looking like. But it's my job to paint that picture for you, and I'm gonna paint that picture for you tonight for Mr. Skeet <laughs> Cowbells, y'all, ladies. He over here looking like a whole teddy bear. 
Okay. <laughs> a whole lovable, cuttable snack over here, ladies. Ball head, handsome guy. Thank you. Brand new Tim. Brand new Tim. <laughs> <laughs> nice smile, genuine guy, Mr. Wills. Yes. Our listeners want to know. Okay. They've they've fallen for your story. Okay. They're invested now. Okay. Are you single? Do you I am, man. I'm, I'm, I'm single. You single, yeah, ladies? Single. He's single. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to settle down, man. I really am. You looking to for somebody? Get married. I need two incomes, man. We need two incomes. Let's <laughs> build together. And All right, ladies. Just looking for good women. Good women only, man. I, he's looking for a good woman. Do you have a list? Do you have uh, like? Do you have some nah, requirements? No, nope. I used to be like that, man. But now I'm just like I'm. I'm gonna love somebody for who they are. Okay. And if I can't love you for who you are, I just ain't gonna mess with you. All right. Like, I love so. it. So, ladies, you hear him? A single. job, I do. You got. You gotta have a job. Gotta have a job. Yeah. You gotta like at that. least. Your cousin put you up to this. What? Told you to ask this, these questions. <laughs> no, God. She no. asked us. Ask everybody's questions. Oh, God, I'm just, no. I'm just glad. Ask everybody's questions. <laughs> Uh, but I am I am cousins too of cousins. But no, no. Okay. No. Ladies, you hear him? He's single. He's looking for somebody who just at least has an income, who can help build. Yeah. He's a, he's willing to accept all flaws. Yeah, definitely. Flaws and all. I got flaws. He wants to love you for you, ladies. Yeah. He yeah. is a working man. Just two bought jobs. A, two, two jobs. jobs. Yeah. Just bought a yeah. home. Got a home, own home, home owner. Homeowner. I remember yeah. that. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. That. His kids are beautiful. Definitely. Good kids. Um, grown um, kids, too. Grown you kids. Gotta, you ain't got to take care of them. I know my little cousins are military and, yeah, yeah. and committed and, and working and model-like and beautiful. and sure. So his babies are just, it's, it'd be a beautiful situation, ladies, if you're looking. He's single. Mr. Cal. I am. Well, like your daddy, yeah. ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Anybody you want to shout out since you've been here? You've talked about a lot of people. Anybody um, you want to just put their name out there, put it on wax? <laughs> Say thank you. She's back. <laughs> Say I'm sorry. Look. <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. Just no, anything man, you want to put out there? No, just, just shout out to the, to the city, man, to my family. Um, don't buy into the negative, man. It's a lot of a lot of real people still out here in the world. It's a lot of good going on, even right here in Middletown. It's just who you surround yourself with, man. Exactly. Surround yourself with good people, um, and, and 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 you'll grow and mature, man. And you'll be able to to to, to change your, your your state of mind, man. Right. And, and and look into other things, and actually grow, man. And see, you know, even the positivity in Middletown, man. So, mm-hmm. Just uh, just that, man. You know, shout out to everybody, man. Oh, but we ain't done yet, my brother. Okay. We ain't done. Cool. We ain't done, Cal. We got this game that we play at the cookout. It's called the 10 Fat Commandments. The 10. Freezy, Freezy, tell them about you. Basically, all right. Basically, what it is is I'll just ask you 10 quick questions. Sure. Basically, uh, you just pick this or that. Okay. Let's go. Go ahead and get into it. Uh, First question uh, Summers or winters? Winners. Uh, LeBron or Jordan? LeBron. Uh, Gucci or Jeezy? Jeezy. Uh, brown liquor or clear? Clear. Um, uh, a natural or a weed? Like natural hair. Um, natural. Um, a tall woman or a short woman? 
Um, don't lie. A light skin with my light skin or dark skin. Don't lie. <laughs> uh, ass or titties? Um, I, I ain't really in the, you know what I mean? I like uh, petite women. <laughs> there you go. That's the truth. That's so funny. <laughs> So right, either, uh, either would do. Right. Right. Yeah. Missionary or doggy style? Doggy. Uh, chicken or seafood? Always chicken. And last but not least, Christmas or Thanksgiving? It's a hard one. Um, I'm going to go with Christmas. Christmas. That's the babies. Right. Cal has what a type of. Cal has a type. Petite women, <laughs> you got a type. Listen, I'm not you gonna like say. Listen, trim. Man, we're not gonna say that that's the only thing that I like. There are, you know, people that I talk to that might not be petite. So you know, it is what it is. You know, that was. You're right. That's what I have messed with in the past. But right. if but that is not you, that is perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. I, I like fine. you the way that you are. Because all us women love a big, strong. Yeah, see, I'm a big guy, so you know, it's not you know a big guy with a big woman. It's, it's not gonna be. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, not just, it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's just don't, the puzzle pieces don't fit. Um, you know, just don't if know. it's just, so, I understand. Not that I have, you know, all women are beautiful, man. It's just Definitely. you know, for me, um, I'm a big guy, so you know, it is what it is. I, I think that's it. why I probably like um, petite. Thick petite. Thick <laughs> <laughs> slim with it. Thick oh, slim with it. Right, right. That's funny. Whatever fits in the puzzle pieces. But you know what, Mr. Will? Yep. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. I, I appreciate you guys having me. Not only at the cookout, but the city of Middletown. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. all the truth you tell. Thank you. All the gems you drop. Appreciate it. Um, we appreciate you still being out here. Thank you know, you could have ran. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could have went anywhere. Right. And you stayed. Yeah. And you were trying to uplift and um, bring people with you. Yeah. And you aren't moving forward without looking back, and we appreciate you for that. For sure. And we love you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I love Thank you guys, you too. Thank you so much. And hey, hey. Before we, you know, break up, man, I'm trying to finish a book. Um... Just a, you know, just just a little bit about um, how I believe people can stay out of prison. So okay. almost like a blueprint of, of, of different things that you can do to help you, you know, stay out of prison, or some pitfalls that you could probably avoid to to prevent you from falling down the, the same path that you were you were going down. So when I, I finish that up, man, I'm gonna reach out. Yeah, so yeah, when, when, yeah, when you get that done, come back. Yeah, yeah we definitely have you back. Yeah, we ain't got we ain't got millions of listeners, but we got we got a lot of listeners. We got enough. I just, so, and I think, so um, definitely come back. Oh man, that just touched me yeah, because come back, definitely. That's all they trying to do is enslave us. Find yeah. a different way to enslave us. Legally yeah. enslave us. And um you know it firsthand. For sure. You know what I'm saying? You know it firsthand. And then I go to work every day in the prison. <laughs> right. So, right. And so the fact that you were trying to produce some literature. Yeah, for sure. To try to break that cycle. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you can be free. Without a doubt. You can be free. Without a doubt. In America. And get a you bag. Just, right. Right. It's you just got to learn, you got to learn the game. It's the important part. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying to, 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 to lead a game and be broke, you know, just, just playing properly. 
uh, and be be willing to put forth some some work and some effort. You know, right. you might be broke in the beginning, um, but I, I didn't leave the streets to be broke. You know, right. I mean, I was broke for sure for you know a while, but you know, get you some credentials. You know, right. 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 And, and, right. And, and, you know, these these folks that pay you. You right. pretty swell. Right, right. right. You still, right. I mean, he pulled up, he pulled up nice car, right. nice sweatshirt, <laughs> clean shape. He got, he got, he got his Tim's like he's pulled out the box. More than anything, more than anything than what he's wearing and what he looks like, he is free. Right. He gets to go home when he wants to go home. Right. He right. eats when he wants to eat. Shower he goes to sleep shower. when he wants to sleep. Right. He shower when he wants to shower. He talks when he wants to talk to. Like yeah. that is, you. Know, we talk to these young kids all the time, and like you said, you got used to going to prison and I, and and working in the community. I talk to a lot of young guys who make breaks and yeah. they, they got their team in jail and yeah. you know they're comfortable with that yeah. and they. I don't think they can grasp. You know what I'm saying? The fact that they are losing. You know yeah. what I mean? That they're losing. They think yeah. they're still living life, but they're we losing. Celebrate. We celebrate you know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. And I don't, and I'm, I'm just so, it's such a blessing that you're here, and it's, it's, a, it's so meant to be that I hope that your story, you know, we can reverberate this and get it out there. Because yeah. it, it's, it's all conditioned, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know what I mean? And I feel like not speaking on anybody who, who loves themselves and loves their culture and their people and their team and their breaks and all of that, but there's just so much more. Right. There's just so much more to obtain. Yeah. And I don't limit yourself. For sure. I always say this. You know what I mean? Like, just don't limit yourself. I always say this. Like, if, if a lot of people take their street hustle <gasps> and apply it to something Man. positive, we'll be unstoppable. Man, we will be unstoppable because Dope dealers are the best yeah. businessmen. For real, they can flip and they, they can make money. They can see a revenue. They can turn red to black. Like y'all are businessmen, yeah. so just put it in the right arena. Put it in the right avenue. Get in the right space and watch your dreams come true. Like it's it's a beautiful thing. And then I think it takes though us that have that power though that mm -hmm. can put these other men. That we know have the ability and the smarts and the mm -hmm. intelligence. Right. You know what I mean? It takes right. us to be able to give them that opportunity as well. Right, for sure. Because people that don't look like us aren't giving that to them. So. Right. And one thing, man, we didn't really get to touch on is, is the whole thing, the streets and this, this paperwork stuff, man. Um, it's, it's 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 too easy to 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 get access to to people's people's paperwork, right? On mm -hmm. a federal case. You know, you can go to pacer.gov, open an account, and you don't need to know something with somebody's name. Um, and everything that happened with, they, with their situation is, is, is online, right? You know, for me personally, you know, there, there, there are people that were, just my, my case, right? Mm -hmm. There were people that were on my case that, you know, I, I have their paperwork. It's people mm -hmm. from, from the city that I have paperwork on. I just, you know, I, I keep it. It's, 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 it's for me. Even on a state case, right? You can go to the the government building, fifth floor. Um, you can go on uh, Butler County Clerk of Courts, type in somebody's name, the case number will come up. Go to the fifth floor, government building, um, and you might ask for the, their search warrant. Or you might ask for their discovery package. All you need is their name and the case number, and it's public record, right? right? You know, it's 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 very disrespectful to accuse somebody of wow. of, of, of telling a snitching when right, you don't right. know that to be the truth. 
and then you muddy the waters <clears throat> because there's some solid guys out there that are not taking that route. Um, but when you just accuse everybody of telling, right. you muddy the waters. You right. don't even know really right. who telling. Right. When it's really too simple to just go get paperwork. Right. One thing I learned from experience, they don't, the streets don't care anyway. Right. right. There's guys out here that have been on paperwork um, and still out here selling drugs. And right. you know, everybody buying drugs from them. Right. Everybody right. embracing them, taking pictures with them. So the reality of it is a lot of times is is who you tell on, right? Because mm. some people are known to be on paperwork. Right. But right. people still embrace them. And that's, right. you know, that's neither here nor there with me. That's cool. Right. Um, but in order for the real to really be able to stick their chest out a little bit, you got to quit money in the waters, man. Right. And a lot of times people do this because of, of women, right? Somebody might not like you because you're sleeping with a woman. Right. As soon as you right. get into a situation, he the police. Right. I seen this or I right. seen that. Right. Um, you know, That's for me crazy. in that my circle, so I'm not saying you the police unless your paperwork is in my hand right. or somebody um, who you told on, I seen the paperwork. Right. right? Outside of that, I'm not calling right. you the police. And right. uh, certain things happen that are, are suspicious to me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, like, that ain't, he probably the police. Right. I'm not about to go around and right. tell exactly. people that. Tell people exactly. that. Because right. sometimes somebody might lose their life out here yeah. behind that. It's right. definitely right. going to create chaos. Right. Um, but it ain't it ain't, the, it ain't cool, man. Period. To, to label somebody like that. And then for those guys that are, are keeping it 100 and are keeping it real, unfortunately, what you're going to learn is the streets really don't care. They, they don't, don't care, right. They don't, they, don't, they don't really care. Like, people preach that, you know, to be real and do this, but as soon as you do that, um, they're going to find a way to hate you anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And if the very people that told on you um, will be at the club this weekend taking pictures um, and, and, and putting it on Facebook with, with people that you know and love. Sometimes mm -hmm. even family members. I see it right. mm -hmm. all the time. So, you know, don't get caught up in that. At the end of the day, man, um, telling, unfortunately, is a part of that, that life, of being right. in the streets, man. People are going to tell. There's no getting around it. Right. Um, the best thing to do is don't do it, man. Just right. get out, right. and you ain't got to worry about it. Don't Just get out the streets, and you do not have to worry about it. Right. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to happen. Um, they're going to come home. They're going to be embraced. Um, the code of the streets is real. The fact that people really adhere to the code of the streets is a myth. It's a lot, man. Right? A few right. people might do that. The majority of these guys, man, are, are not going to do that um, never in their life. So again, just get out, man. So you don't you don't you don't gotta you don't gotta go through that. It's too many people. You see it immediately when somebody get arrested, they're like free to free to real. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, well, what made him real? You ain't, right. even, you ain't even seen him go right. through nothing yet. Right. Let's let's see him under pressure, right. and then under pressure he come through. Then we say free to real, mm. right? They keep saying free to real, and then free to real that paperwork come back. He ain't real. He ain't even real. Just singing right. like a songbird. Um, right. So let's let's you know we gonna we 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 say free to free to real uh, when they prove themselves under 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 pressure. Mm -hmm. Until that, until that point, man, it's it's a it's a lie, man. Right. It's, it's, right. it's a lie. Um, do the proper 
investigation, man. I guess you you, you know you want to call it. Everybody on social media, Google all day, every day. Right. If you really want to know the truth about somebody, you know you know do your do your due diligence, find out the truth, um, and then leave it at that, man. At the end of the day, you know it, it, it is what it is, man. People are gonna do that, um, but they will be embraced, and it will aggravate you. So just get out the streets, exactly. man. Like you said, get out the streets. Out the streets they dead anyways. Yeah, just, just get they out. Murdered from us. Yeah. I'm your host, Boos King, aka Fatback Jackson. Ooh, with my co-host Jordan Lee, aka Trixie Love. Ow. And we got my big dog, e. Chucky Russell, e. in the flesh. And this is the Cookout Podcast. The world's most secure podcast. We out. Bye.